Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Just finally recording. So I am the loaf with me, the Zom. What's up? What's up, people? How you doing? Yeah. We are chilling with Michael Hayes, sharing some old stories about the egg thucking dog, Duffy Rose, baby. Baby. And uh, we're going to review a couple bastard. movies this week, like we usually do. We're do we have a- to do that this week? Yeah. Can let's change it up a little bit. I guess we could. We're Let's review shoes. Una Magnum Special Per Tony Saita, or Seda, as I say. Yeah. From 1976, also called Shadows in an Empty Room. This week, oh, I should have said, uh, our double feature is a uh, out-of-Italy Eurocrime. So we were doing a couple of, um, I guess, joint productions, Italian slash something. So we got an Italian-Canadian Eurocrime, Shadows in an Empty Room, or... Special and magnum. we're all about the joint. Special, mm-hmm. special magnum for Tony Sida. And uh, Bloody Friday. Or Blutiger Freetag from... I know. Freetag! There you go. Yeah, that probably sounded more German than mine. That is a obviously a German-Italian production. Mm-hmm. Directed by somebody named Lee Pyant, who doesn't sound German or Italian. So yeah, we'll uh, be going over those. Zom. How was your week, sir? Oh, it was a uh, a mixed bag, if you will, a mixed um, uh, mixed sack. A mixed sack. It was not a bad week. The weather has been relatively oddly cool, which is good for riding the motorcycle. Uh, and you know, it's uh, the dogs get to be outside without being real hot and all the snap. I did have a problem. <laughs> Which I guess even now I'm probably feeling the after effects of the Hormel canned chili. <laughs> okay, now this uh. this incident is it's been widely reported, and it's not not like uh it it, it wasn't um, there was no hyperbole whatsoever. I have ex- I have had this before. I have bought the one the the, the 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 chili that doesn't have beans and even like put it on hot dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I have changed my palate because <laughs> I've been eating this Progresso like uh, low sodium light, uh, like uh, rice and chicken soup or this nap, and, and, uh, and they have a chili too. 
but it's more like a bean. It's a three bean chili, and it's not spicy or anything at all. Mm-hmm. So then I ate this Hormel. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> this shit, talk about something that stayed with you. It just, even the smell of it now, if I, if I went, it's like if somebody gave you chewing tobacco for the first time and you chewed it and then you vomited your guts out and then the smell of it makes you sick even 10 <laughs> years later, that I'm looking at a picture of the can right now and I'm, it's fucking making me nauseous. So anyway, um, but now I have five cans of it sitting on the counter Ooh, in that there. That grease and, just uh, slid right through you. Maybe that could be one of the prizes for uh, a and, I, and And some of them I got were, it, they have some that's made with, um, with turkey. And I got that, so the one I ate was the beef, so maybe, I don't know. I don't even want to try. I don't know what it was. It just was not, yeah. Well, now, one of my friends just posted on Facebook, I, I, awful feeling, I just want to puke. Okay, so maybe there's something going around. Maybe it wasn't the chili after all. Sorry, Hormel. And who knows what the fuck's in that? I don't even, I bet you five bucks. It's like, when it says beef, it's like that shit that they just, uh, Spanners. pink crap, and they just cube it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know, I've ate worse. Man, you should dude, see some cool, of the cool it on the Hormel thing. We're going to lose our sponsorships. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we still have Adam and Eve. I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about calling them because Jesus Christ, it seems like all these podcasts that have sponsors now, the spawn, the one that they have almost without question is Adam and Eve that really? sells the pornos and the dildos and shit. And I'm talking about the big, you know, fucking Adam Corolla and all that shit and you know, the, whatever. Uh, uh, the, Conan, the fucking wrestler, his thing sponsored by Adam and Eve. I, I was uh, actually when I graduated college, looking into getting a job with them, uh, designing their catalogs. <laughs> well, the one, the one thing though is, I, I think that like if if I went to them with a pitch and I said that we have like 135 fucking people, <laughs> they might not, you know, I don't know, they probably wouldn't sound quite as appealing. It's 135 know. now. What is it? I think we're up to 140. 141. Um, Whatever. I think Adam and Eve might be based out of North Carolina. Yeah. My, I, I remember you looking at their catalogs and stuff, and they had some good stuff. But uh, Okay, now, I would imagine that the dildo market probably is still good because you can't get online and, and just you know press a button and have a dildo in your hand. Uh, <laughs> but like as far as the porn, that's what uh, I think Louis Theroux oh. – as a documentary coming out where he goes back because he had talked, he had done a documentary on, on uh, these porn stars before. And now he's going back like 10 years later to, to look them up and see what happened to them and all this and that. And one of the parts of it is how like the internet uh, killed the porn industry. Huh. It must not have killed it too goddamn bad because them fucking clips are out there all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had, a, I had a pretty good week. Uh, actually, watched a few movies this week. Still watched some Doctor Who. Um, I uh, but we went to um, it was my in laws' fortieth wedding anniversary, and uh, for the last couple months, my wife has been planning. Well, well was planning a kind of a surprise party for her mom. You know, her dad was in on it, so um, so we you know had a bunch of relatives come in and everything, and had a party at their house. So it was pretty cool. But I was just doing a lot of running around. Uh, they live about I don't know three hours from here. Yep. Um, and I was tasked to get uh, these balloons inflated, maybe 50 of them. Mm-hmm. So I did it at a grocery store. And when they do that, what they do is like they you know, take these big trash bags and you know put a big bunch, like you know, a couple balloons at a time into each trash bag. So I ultimately had, 
uh, I think five tra- trash bags full of balloons. Well, it became apparent as I get out to my car, it's like, fuck, these things are going to not very fit. <laughs> probably all fit. And what am I yeah. going to do? And it was in the element? Yeah, in the element. So I started cramming the bags in the back and I put two in and they would not move anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? Cause I could see space underneath them. So I was like, I got to figure out how to get them like better packed in here. So the, the element has a, a hatchback. And so I, that was open while I was pushing them in. I went around to the front of the car and opened the door and started pulling one bag through fucking two bags mm-hmm. immediately busted right back out of the back. And, and nice. I, was, I saw them moving and I'm like, no, 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 no. And I ran. I must look like an idiot because I jumped in the air and missed the strings. And there goes two fucking – it was like <sighs> 20 balloons just straight up into the air. I thought you were going to say that you grabbed the fucking string and you started floating. You started like <laughs> it lifted off your feet. It was it was funny carrying fifty balloons at once. Like you know, with one balloon, you you don't really notice it, but the fifty balloons, like you can actually feel some. Uh, like I mean, it doesn't. It's not like the burn or anything, but you. If you were skinny, that would have been fucking horrifying. <laughs> so yeah, I wasted two balloons, and so basically, two garbage bags went flying away. <laughs> I looked like an idiot, but uh, but yeah, just a bunch of like beer drinking and and pipe smoking and laying around and watching movies and shit. So. Um, so, <laughs> so, pipe. So, what have you been watching? Huh? What have you been watching this week? Oh, okay. We're doing that now. I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to this. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It's going to be like five o'clock by the time we get done. Fuck. I got to work okay. tonight again. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now I can't remember. There's two of them that I can't remember if I mentioned. So I'll just mention them quickly because I thought they were really good and. Um, the one of them was uh, young, the Young Savages with uh, Burt Lancaster. It's on Netflix that. Instant Watch. It was fucking good. It, it was um, basically uh, these two street gangs in like the fifties. Uh, uh, these one Caucasian street gang. They uh, they stabbed this Puerto Rican kid to death, and then Burt Lancaster has to defend the three. Or, I'm sorry. He pro- he's a prosecutor. He prosecutes the three kids. Well, one of the kids is this ex-girlfriend from like when he was in his 20s, and now he's married and has a family and stuff. And Shelley Winters is the woman that he used to date. And it's it's really fucking good. Le- Burt Lancaster was one of these ones. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And um, he you know he started out playing like you know. You know, pirates and the Crimson Pirate and shit like that, and uh, and then westerns and everything. But you know, when he got to where he had some power, he's almost like George Clooney is now. Mm-hmm. He made really interesting things, uh, interesting movies, and challenging ones. And you know, I, I, I watch just about everything he's in. Kind of like like Bogart is for you. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, Matahari uh, Agent H twenty one with uh, Jean Moreau. Um, and Jesus Christ, I'm telling you what, I could listen to her fucking – I posted a bunch of shit the day that I finished watching this because I could listen <laughs> to her sing. She's the, she's the one that was in Quarrel when she was a lot older right. and you know, eats Minkies, the things he loves. But she um, I guess was a pretty famous singer because they said she you know, had been on stage and did stuff with Frank Sinatra and all this and that. Um, this – I you know I, uh, the name Matahari Matahari is a you know kind of a household name um, you know as far as uh, because she was a spy real life woman 
in World War One, uh, but I didn't know anything about her. Didn't know anything about the real story or anything. And uh, this is just—I I loved it. It was good. Um, it was, you know, a French movie subtitled, but it was good. And she just is—I um, would say she'd had to be like in, you know, maybe her early thirties in this. Mm-hmm. Boy, and at the very beginning, <laughs> she has her. She's doing this. Uh, has this dancing on, which isn't much of a dance. But it's like uh, supposedly like an Indian dance, and she has this see-through thing on. Hamana hamana. Anyway, okay. the next thing I watched was a documentary about your neck of the woods, uh, North Carolina, uh, and it's called Bright Leaves. And um, the it's a documentary. Uh, the the guy that did it, um, he his great or his grandfather, I think it was maybe his great grandfather. Um, they, he had um, been like one of the people that that uh, was one of the first tobacco uh, guys in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and he basically uh, the, had found this um, this uh, tobacco plant that was just perfect for growing in the soil down there, you know. Uh, and uh, he's the one that uh, his his product at one point was uh, uh, Bull Durham cigarettes. And uh, then another uh, tobacco baron. They were both tobacco barons, but the other one was uh, the Duke family, and they have like you know, Duke Power, Duke University, yeah. boo, and uh, and all that <laughs> shit. Well, that guy basically, um, uh, you know, just had, they had like he he almost like had a war going with him, and the guy ran him out of business, stole the Bull Durham name. Uh, it was in litigation. For I don't know how long to the point where I mean they said that his grandpa put like a hundred thousand dollars into fighting it in court, but well, this was in like you know Civil War times, so I mean a hundred thousand dollars. He said it would be like ten million now or something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but it was interesting. But the the, the connection with cinema was that he found this old movie with um, uh, Gary Cooper. Uh, called Bright, uh, the Bright Leaves, and is all about this uh, tobacco baron who uh, had been basically lost everything he had fighting this other tobacco baron, oh, wow. and and he was told by his family that that was his dad and uh, or his grandpa or whatever and uh, great grandpa and uh, that the other guy was this uh, the Dukes, you know. So anyway, it's 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 good and and it uh, it's interesting because it talks about the tobacco business and everything. Which there's a lot of stuff and it, and it shows both perspectives. It doesn't just show you know tobacco is bad and everything. Um, and a lot of the culture down there in your neck of the woods, baby. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, not another teen movie. <laughs> Well, I will say this. It had some hot fucking girls in it. Jamie Presley is hot. Where did and you she, watch this? I watched it on my television. Oh, it was on TV. Okay. I, I don't know if Netflix you rented it or you paid money for it. It was on Netflix. That's a watch. Oh, God. Um, it's funny. I thought it was funny. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Randy Quaid's in it. I mean, you know, but it did have some hot girls. That doesn't in mean it. anything anymore. Holly Ringwald, you know. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> Jamie Presley. Wow. She has, you know, for for a chick being like having such a fucking hot body and everything. I mean, she was on that show. My name is Earl. She does have a com uh, a comedic sense. You yeah, know, she yeah. she she, she could be funny. Especially doing a redneck chick. She's a redneck. You can tell. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was uh, I redeemed myself. I watched Adaptation with Nicolas Cage. 
playing a, a dual role, and uh, Chris Cooper as a toothless. Um, what the fuck? What the hell was the flower? <laughs> the orchid. The or yeah, orchid hunter and uh, Meryl Streep. And um, I had seen this before a long time ago. It's a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it's a it's an interesting concept. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I really liked it. It it, it, it goes in lots of weird directions, and um, it's just it's just different. You know, it's it's not uh, it's uh, it's refreshing that it's different. Jamie Preston uh, from Kinston, North Carolina. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I knew she was a redneck. I don't give a shit. Uh, so. What a shithole that is. Sorry, Kinston. I know all of all of our fans there. Uh. <laughs> they pooped out one diamond, and it's fucking her, man. Woo, what a body. And she even had a kid, and she still looks fucking smoking. Uh, next thing I watched was a movie called Uptight. Now, I recommend this, and I think that uh, – at least one of our gentlemen from the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema who blink every time. Let me tell you something. I have went back, you know, and I always listen to our shows. I fumble who bring – I just did it again. Bring class to trash since 1977. I can never fucking say that right the first time. I, I get <laughs> rubber-lipped. But uh, this movie's called Uptight. It's a um, – they say it's it's listed as a black exploitation movie. Mm-hmm. I don't see it that – I mean it's not – to me, it's lo- it's more important than that. It's a better movie than just a, a straight-up shitty black exploitation movie. Uh, I think it has a lot of meanings, you know, civil rights and stuff like that. But it's fucking very good, and it is on – Instant watch. Um, if I had a recommend for the week, and I'm looking up up and down my list to make sure I'm not uh, saying this, uh, I would put this at the top. This was I'd never heard of it, and I, I had put it in my queue. I must have read the description and thought, "Well, this sounds interesting," but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. The um, next thing, I, and, and the, one of the reasons that I watched it, it had um, uh, Raymond uh, Raymond Saint Jacques in it, and he played the the. Uh, the uh, doctor in uh, uh, the, played the, the character Doc in the Green Berets with John Wayne, <laughs> and uh, and also he was in James Bond movie. Cool. Um, let's see. Next thing I watched, I got on a thing like you were on Doctor Who, yeah. and I thought, oh my god, my list is going to be shit this week because I found that they have like almost every episode of South Park on Netflix <laughs> to watch. I watched that shit. I'm telling you what. Wait, have you, ever, have you ever seen the website South Park Studios? Hmm. They do have every episode on there. Fuck a duck, man! Uh, now I would go through, and as I was, I was as I was looking, I'd be like, "Okay, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. I've seen that one." And then I would find ones that I hadn't seen, and just I was pissing myself. Jesus Christ! Anyway, <laughs> fucking the Mister Slave is uh, hilarious, and um, you know uh, the Butt Buddies one was pretty good. Instead, if you want to get married, okay, if you want to get married in North Carolina, what we're gonna do is you can have the same rights, but you won't be called. Married, you'll be called butt buddies. <laughs> okay, so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, the Mummy's Curse. Now, this was a uh, a, a really oldie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think nineteen like forties. It was Lon Chaney as, uh, of course, the Mummy. He does did all the uh, you know the real cool makeup shit. Sorry about that. Um, I like this. It's still in there. It is. I'm drinking cranberry juice, and I still have that in my guts. Uh, <laughs> It. Uh, I liked the. Uh, I liked the makeup in this when he was the mummy. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but it's. It's only like. It's one of those ones. It's a strange one. We've talked about this just a little bit before. Mm-hmm. We find these old movies, 
uh, like on Netflix Instant Watch, and they're only like an hour long or maybe an hour and ten minutes. So I think maybe they – I don't know if they showed them as double features. Probably, uh, yeah, with like a newsreel between them or something. Yeah, because I mean I, I looked and I thought, well, fuck, this is only like an hour and ten minutes. Next thing I watched, I've seen before, but I wanted to watch it again because uh, I'm kind of a football fan. I always liked Alex Karras uh, ever since I was a little kid, uh, and it was the movie Paper Lion. And uh, this was a um, – I have the book because uh, this this writer, famous writer, George Plimpton, uh, he would go out and do stories for like Sports Illustrated, and he uh, uh, got to uh, pitch against um, like the American League and National League All-Stars uh, just for like uh, one inning to st- and and see how many you know uh, people he could get out or something like that just right. so he could write a story of what it felt like to be out on the mound. Um, and in this one, he literally did this in real life. He went to uh, the um, uh, Detroit Lions uh, training camp, and at first he went in. Supposedly, nobody was supposed to know except the coaches uh, and, and like the doctor and stuff like that that he was not a. They said he was a fucking real low draft pick from Harvard because that's where he went and everything. But it, it's pretty good. It actually has like uh, you know all the the real coaches, um, the real players. Alex Karras is in it, and uh, Roger Brown, and uh, just I mean all these guys that that were big players on the Lions at that time. Um, and uh, Alan Alda plays George Plimpton and does a fucking great job. Um, this just watching this, I, you know, Alan Alda hit gold when he was on Mash because mm-hmm. you know, he he just became synonymous with uh, with uh, Hawkeye Pierce on Mash because he was on there for so long. But he's a fucking good actor. I really liked him. I saw him in another one called The Glass House before he was on Mash, uh, and he was the star. And I think it was either Vic Morrow. I think it was Vic Morrow was the uh, he he. Uh, Alan Alda's character is like a businessman. He gets in a fender bender with a guy, and when he gets out, they start shoving each other, and he shoves the guy. The guy falls down, hits his head on the bumper of the car, and dies. Mm. So they get Alan Alda for a manslaughter, and he goes to the like a, a, a real prison. Mm-hmm. And Vic Morrow is this fucking – one of the guys that's like one of the leaders of this gang in this prison. It's brutal. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm sure it's not as brutal now as I remember it then. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a, a lamb being put in with the lions, you know, right. um, and not the Detroit Lions this time. He gets butt fucked anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I watch, I, don't, I can't remember if he does or not. He might, he might, yeah, he uh, might as well. Yeah, might as well. Why not? Alan Alda. Uh, the next thing I watch, I'm I'm uh, uh, still on the Flatfoot thing. I watched uh, out of the Flatfoot quadrilogy. I watched number three, which is Flatfoot in Africa. Now this. I wanted to say it, it's almost like mimics the Star Wars thing as the first two are really good and it starts going downhill. But I I, um, I was about, I don't know, a quarter of the way into this, and maybe it's because I already had watched the other two. But as I was watching it, I was like, it's still funny. I mean, it's just – it's still good and, it, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. And he just beats shit out of a whole shitload of people. And uh, there's a there's this – oh, and uh, we were talking about – who were we just talking about that couldn't – oh, um Al Pacino couldn't dance for shit. <laughs> Cruise, and we talked about that off the air. Well, Bud Spencer is in this, and he this—he's at this real plush party, and you know how big he is, like a goddamn bear. And uh, this real hot uh, redhead from like the seven early seventies says, "You know, come, uh, um, 
uh, Inspector Rizzo, uh, come on the dance floor and dance with me. And you expect him to get out there because he gives her a look like, oh, shit. And he gets out there, and, man, he's fucking <laughs> light on his feet and everything. It was kind of cool. But he was like a, a uh, uh, I think like an Olympic swimmer mm-hmm. before he got, you know, older and real big. And uh, so in uh, one of them, I can't remember if it was this one or, or, or the one before, um, he actually is out in the water swimming, and these like ten guys are trying to get him, and he's swimming under him and beating the shit out of him underwater, and everything. It's probably funny. Okay, next thing I watched was a movie called Trader Horn, and uh, it stars one of my favorite uh, action guys and you know man's man charisma guys, which is Rod Taylor from Australia. Uh, uh, I like this, and I've had it for a while, and I never got around to watching it. Apparently, there was the original trade. This it's a real guy was uh, named Trader Horn. He was a, a trader in Africa back in the, I think, probably like 30s or 20s or something like that. Um, the original movie was like 1934, and I think it might have been a silent movie. I'm not sure, but it was nominated for Academy Awards and all kind of shit. Well, they remade it, uh, in, uh, it with this one more modern. Uh, I think it's like in the probably mid-60s. But it's pretty good. It's a it's an adventure movie and everything. Lots of uh, lots of footage that they used from the original movie and they colored it, which is kind of strange. But you get to see a lot of. They must have got a, a ton of uh, really cool footage. And I guess in the original one, they had some people when they made the movie in the 30s that got killed over there. You know, making it with you know wild animals. Do you, do you know where they, Do you know shit. where they filmed the original? Oh my God! It it was in a, a couple of different countries in Africa. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the next thing I watched was uh, some liberal pinko propaganda on Netflix. Has to watch called uh, Ethos, uh-huh. uh, and it was narrated by Woody Harrelson. Um, it um, basically it talks about how uh, the two political parties, Democrats and Republicans, in America. Um, the only thing that really separates them is social things uh, because if you look at their – their because the Democrats are trying to – try to compete or whatever and try and get – because in elections to – you have the pollers, mm-hmm. the right and the left, so everybody's fighting for the center. So they have to try and go as far – close to the center as possible, which means that all the liberal – or not all the liberal, but all the Democrat – Democratic politicians are not that much different from the Republican ones as far as they may preach that they're going to do this, but once they get in office that they're bought and paid for and everything. Uh, the one the one quote that stuck with me more than anything was, and I think it was uh, 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 Noam Chomsky said, we don't have elections anymore, we have auctions. So I thought that was pretty profound. Um, Let's see. The next thing I watched, I was just laying on the couch, and I thought, you know, I just want to put something in that, uh, you know, I hate to say that, you know, like, you know, sometimes where you don't want to have something that's got subtitles that you have to sit there and follow or something that you can just, if you want to get up, go take a shit or be in the kitchen, you can listen. And because <laughs> you, you've seen it before, was Beyond the Mat, mm-hmm. uh, document, Rasslin documentary, Rasslin. Barry Blaustein. Um, it's still good. Uh still holds up. Jake the Snake, uh, I know he was not happy about it. He said he – in his his spin on it was that he was kind of playing a part and that uh, they, it was presented to him that it was going to be an anti-drug thing. So he wanted to show himself being you know, 
uh, how horrible drugs are and everything. But then, you know, he continued to play the part after the movie <laughs> had been filmed. You know, like, as bad uh, as he looked in that fucking movie, the, the shit we've seen of Scott Hall afterwards is way worse. Scott seen, Hall's in bad shape in a few times there. But it was good, and it was it was cool seeing some of the stuff, like New Jack Conan reading, uh, trying to get into movies and shit. <laughs> Brutal, and the woman's like, you know, I don't see him being like Denzel, but I see him being like Denzel's, uh, you know, uh, Denzel's best friend. And the guy's like, oh, I do. I think being like Denzel. And I remember New Jack talking about that. He says they got this gay guy in there. He's like all over me and shit, which was just funny. Uh, and one of the things that I liked about it the most is when they showed um, this one independent. Uh, it was. Um, Roland Alexander, this independent promoter, and he was so fat, and so he was sitting there like chewing gum and shit, and he's just so gross and greasy and just meh. And he's talking about, you know, we're one of the best paying independent uh, companies in the world. Then they talked to the guys that work for him, and they said they like never got paid or, you know, all kind of shit like that. So anyway, next thing I watched was another uh, one that I at one time had seen probably a million times, and I haven't seen it in probably 15 or 20 years, I don't know, was Ghostbusters. Uh, It's on Instant Watch. Um, I don't think Sigourney Weaver ever looked hotter than she did in this when she was possessed by... (laughs) Yeah, with all the makeup and shit. Yeah, (laughs) nipples were sticking out with shit. Bill Murray was hilarious as usual, Harold Ramis, and uh, uh, Mrs. uh, or Mr. Um, Emily uh, the Dead Yeah, that was funny because every time I see him now, I think of those two making love. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. Next thing I watched was a movie called The Ring, uh, which um, I – this movie is, like I said last week with uh, The Woman in Black. This is the kind of horror movie that I like. I mean mm-hmm. – because it's just creepy as shit. And um, I remember my sister watching it and saying it was like it scared her so bad that she had nightmares for like fucking week afterwards. And now I see something and I'm like, you gotta watch this movie. And she goes, I'm not watching any of that shit anymore. She goes, I had nightmares forever. <laughs> Did you? Is like, this the first time you'd seen it? No, I'd seen it one time before. Okay. Um, uh, I like Brian Cox and um, Naomi Watts. She's another one that I just like. There's times <laughs> where I just ravage her. Ravage her body, tie her up in the basement, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? On a swivel, or <laughs> uh, one of the swing things, and feed her baby food to keep her nice and thin. Uh, <laughs> see, next thing I watched was a okay. Now this movie, I liked it. I thought it was really good, and it's called Avatar. <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's fun. It's just fun. I like it. I I don't think it's the goddamn greatest thing in the world. I don't think it's fucking The Godfather or Citizen Kane or anything. Um, I saw it in the theater a couple times. Um, It looks good on on my big TV. Mm -hmm. But it's just – I liked it. I don't give a fuck what you fuckers say. uh, To be fair, still never seen it. Lick my balls. Lick uh, my balls. And uh, I like Jake Sully. Jake Sully. He was good in it. Uh, it's the character. That's uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, not Ron Livingston. What the fuck's that guy's name? I don't oh, know. He was on Man on a Ledge. Wasn't he the fuck – are you talking about the main guy? He was in the new Clash of the Titans movie. Well, what's his name? I don't remember. 
god damn, I'm fucking reading. You could look it up while you could help. Tribal you know, tattoo douchebag. It doesn't probably. matter what his name is, but he was he was the hero. It doesn't matter what your name is. It had uh, it had Sam uh, some, Worthington. Is that it? Sam Worthington. Hang on, I'm looking uh, it up. Is it Sam Worthington? It's Sam Worthington, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's where I, I should know that because that's where I fucking live in Worthington. Anyway, um, not in Sam Worthington's anal cavity. <laughs> I live in Sam Worthington. And I don't think he's like great or anything as an actor, but I mean, he's he's all right. He was good in this. It also has Sigourney Weaver, and she's older. She's not like as hot as she was in Ghostbusters. Um, the, it was funny when we went to see this, uh, the one girl that plays the the main girl blue chick – uh, my brother-in-law leans over to me and he goes, is it okay that I'm kind of getting turned on looking at her? Because <laughs> she had a tail and shit and fangs. <laughs> and um, that's that Zoe something, not Zoe Deschanel, but the other Zoe girl. And what her name is either. I don't have it up, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, and uh, uh, Stephen Lang is awesome. Everything he's in, even public enemies, he's awesome. <laughs> Uh, he was good in that. He was Zoe Saldana. Yeah, she was in that she, movie you didn't like, Colombiana. Well, she's too skinny. Yeah, she looked better in as a blue fucking thing because at least that blue thing looked healthy. She's too fucking skinny. She's skinny. Um, let's see. Uh, the man in the glass booth is a Maximilian Shell, and he plays a um, a. Uh, Jewish guy uh, who's really uh, successful, like a big guy. He's he almost be like the Donald Trump kind of a guy um, in New York. And then guess what? Uh, he gets kidnapped by the Mossad and fucking taken to Israel and put on trial for war crimes. And they say he's a Nazi. Uh, he is fucking crazy in this one, and it's good. I liked it. It's on Insta Watch. It's it's not it's it's good. I liked it. Okay, the next thing I watched, I fucking really. I watched it probably about three times now. Um, I think this movie – let me tell you something. This movie – let me tell you something, BB. No, seriously. This movie for me uh, is fucking awesome, and it's called The Gray with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Fuck a duck. Okay. <laughs> I had heard people say you see, you see the previews, and you think, okay. It's these guys, they, they crash in an airplane, and these wolves are after them, okay? And I had heard a lot of our friends say that when they saw it, they said it's much more than that. Dude, I was like 15 minutes into it, and I was almost crying. And it is intense. It has some shit in it that is really – it really – hits you you know mm-hmm. and it's it is not just an action i know sammy has said it's one fucking macho fucking movie and it is it is all that but it's a lot more than that and it's done really well liam neeson is like fucking r lee marvin or something i, I mean you know I, I was thinking about that movie uh death hunt with charles bronson at, at his age this fucker has started a new career as a macho uh like action hero kind of a guy. Oh yeah. But just in shitty movies, I you know, and, and like good, you know, action solid mm-hmm. movies, not not the Statham movies. Um Statham. next thing I watched was uh The Mist uh with Thomas Jane. I had never seen this, okay. Did you watch the black and white version or the color version? I watched the colored version because it was on TV. Oh. I had seen parts of this before, mm-hmm. but because well, the, the, we had uh, somebody had had it on one time before, and I was watching it, and I was just like, eh, you know. So I sat through it this time and watched it. 
I fucking liked it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then somebody was telling me, they said, ah, you, I thought it was a good movie before it was over. They said, I thought it was a good movie, but the ending fucking sucks. The ending fucking sucks. I thought the ending fucking made the fucking movie. I thought the <laughs> ending was so ballsy. I loved it. I loved it. Loved I loved it. Uh, Marcy Gay Harden was, uh, I could just see you like shooting her. <laughs> she was going off on her religious shit. Or uh, it's been cool if Jackson Pollock would have showed up drunk and fucking slapped her across the face. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I don't know where that guy. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's not a good movie. Uh, next thing I watched, I uh, watched uh, before we started the show this morning, and it's called Safe House with Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, pretty good action movie. I like Denzel's afro in this. Uh, that that uh, was a highlight. Um, had some car chasey stuff in it and everything it's a it's kind of a you know cia blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh and i forgot to i had this one down and for some reason i don't know if i watched it last week and i never talked about it or if i just forgot about it because i always go from my wall on my um that's why everybody if you wonder why i post all the fucking posters and shit on there and then i don't hardly say anything about them first i don't want to comment on them because i know i'm going to comment them on the show and second of all, it helps me remember what I fucking watched. I just go back and look. But it was called uh, – it was a recommend uh, because I had um, been talking about last week on the show um, the uh, Kevin Smith uh, podcast and some other stuff. Um, and uh, Malcolm Ingram who did Small Town Gay Bar, the documentary. Right. And somebody sent me the, uh, the link for uh, this new documentary they called Bear Nation. And they said, you know, this is coming out uh, on DVD, June, whatever. Well, we looked. I looked, and it was – it hadn't even been out on DVD, and it was already on Netflix Instant Watch. And I got off, and, and uh, you know, as soon as somebody told me, I said, I'm going to get off here and watch this, you know. It was fucking good, you know. It, it, the, the, the concept of it, you know, when you hear in the gay community the term bear is, you know, big, hairy, burly kind of guy. Uh, and it's just like, uh, say – I like, uh, you know, Mila Jovovich and Will would be like, you know, oh, yeah, you like fucking – she's like a twink or a, 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 a broom handle with a wig or something like that. He likes women that are thicker and whatever, and this guy likes a blonde. This guy – well, you know, in the gay community, some guys – that's one thing they talk about is like not everybody likes little – uh, guys that are shaved with chiseled chests and everything. He said, you know, some some of these guys would be like, I look at a guy that looks like a fucking lumberjack, and that's what turns me on, you know. <laughs> and then it was interesting because in that in that culture, in that context, they it it just shows how people, no matter who they are, no matter what their sexuality is, no matter how they were brought up, no matter this and that, there's always people. There's always. Um, I don't want to say conflict or inner struggle mm -hmm. because even in the bear community, there is like a conflict of who should be considered a bear and who shouldn't be. Like some of the guys say that like the – they say they have these like bodybuilder type guys that go hairy and have like the – look more like the uh, guy from um, the village people. With a big <laughs> yeah, yeah, mustache, yeah. whatever, and some of the guys are like, "Hey, you know, I, that's not what I like. You know, I like guys that are that are 
kind of heavy and big, and it's just the way they carry themselves. And then those guys will be like, "Those guys aren't bears. They, they call them. They'll, they'll call them like chubs. We don't want chubs in the bear community. They're not bears. And then they have cubs and shit like that. It's it's interesting. It's fun. It's done in a way that you know, even as a straight person, you can watch it and you're like, "Fuck, this is kind of interesting." You know, <laughs> and the guys are really cool. You know, they all seem you know like nice dudes and everything. And um, I sent. Um, Malcolm Ingram a, an email and he emailed me back. I told him, I said, hey man, I liked your shit. And, um, you know, I always throw this out to everybody. I said, you know, hey, you know, either, you know, something about maybe reviewing it or him sending us a couple of movies that he would pick. Right? Who knows? But he was, he seemed pretty cool. He emailed me back. So that was nice. Cool. Anyway, that's my list. It was long. Long I didn't think list. Long. Um, now well, uh, your- I, I watched a lot of, uh, uh, pon- no, no, no. What was the, Auction stars and uh, what <laughs> and stand up comedy on Sunday night because I didn't really feel like changing the channel very often. Is that when you were smoking the pipe and drinking a lot of beer? Maybe the um, I'll tell you one show that's pretty cool on Netflix. Instant though is the um, Hollywood Treasures. Um, it's interesting seeing the shit. It's this guy that uh, he's got an interest in it, but he goes around Hollywood finding like old costumes and props and stuff. And he puts them on auction and you, usually it's for like charity or whatever, but sometimes it'll be, you know, one person coming in saying, Hey, I got this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of, you know, there's this one guy, you know, he wanted to help his daughter buy a car and he had one of the, um, like the chest packs from a costume from 2001, which mm-hmm. is, which is really oh, yeah. rare because Kubrick would destroy all of his props because he didn't want people to use them again. And uh, somebody that was in the movie actually gave it to this guy when he did some work for him back in the early 70s, which, and he's held on to it that entire time. And he sold it for like $22,000 or something at the auction. So, um, But yeah, well, it's cool. He destroyed like, uh, Tom Cruise's butt plug from Ice Wide Shut. <laughs> and gave, gave him a cult anal douche to replace yeah. it. The um, He went uh, – in one episode, I, have, I haven't seen what came of it, but Debbie Reynolds – um, apparently has like the largest collection of Hollywood memorabilia anywhere on earth. Like yeah. every bit of money she's ever made has gone to buying Hollywood props and Ooh. costumes and all this stuff. She has a fucking warehouse on her ranch full. And like, there's like trailer, like tractor trailer car, like, like containers just sitting on her property full of the stuff. So she's basically, okay. Now if she was poor white trash, she'd be called a hoarder. Yeah. She is a, she is a memorabilia. Hoarder. Now granted, this warehouse is very well organized. Like well, sure, because she has she has money. Yeah, but I mean, she's got like the original like test pair of ruby slippers. They were they were going to go like Arabian style with with curved uh, toes, like pointed curved toes. Mm-hmm. Um, she has those. She has Marilyn Monroe's dress from uh, the the famous picture where the the subway wind was blowing up. Mm-hmm. And so basically, she's she wanted to start a Hollywood museum, and she's just gotten to the point where she's like, hey, I don't think it's ever going to happen. So I want to you know sell this stuff. And yeah, I, they didn't follow up on it. It's only a thirty minute show, but it showed them start to catalog and like go through all this stuff. And so, and this guy, it's it's so cool. Like when he unearths something, he's like, oh my god, he like freaks out. Um, it's a neat show. It's called Hollywood Treasures. So. And her daughter's Princess Leia. You can't beat that. <laughs> yeah. Or her son was there. She wasn't. He wasn't. Or um, her son was there. He seems kind of like he's got. He's like halfway losing his hair. So it's just like you see like 
you know, mostly bald head, mm-hmm. but a few strands here and there. And yeah. He looked like a shady guy, but shady. Um, she is Carrie. She's on a uh, slim fast thing now, I think. Well, good for her. She stayed a lot slimmer when she was doing blow. <laughs> Most people do, I think. She needs to get back on that diet. Uh, so anyway, besides that, I did watch a few movies this week, which is good because I did watch a lot of TV again. Um, I watched uh, uh, Cockfighter with uh, Warren Oates and Harry, mm. a very fucking sleazy Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. This is just a, I guess, sleazy movie. Ed Begley Jr. is in it. Like, Talk about um, some rednecks. Oof, God. Um the uh you know I, I read a little bit about the animal cruelty in it and i did read that two two of the birds were killed but for the most part when you see a fight yes the birds are fighting but they didn't have real like i don't know what the, i forgot what the heels yeah, the heels yeah. are like the these metal spikes they put on the bird's claw yeah. they, they clip so, off the higher claw that's up on their leg and they put this metal spike in its place they rope it on and then the birds like jump and kick each other and stab each other in the face and shit and but I read that they used rubber spikes. I don't know if that's true or not. But it's weird because they had cockfights in Bear Nation too. Really? No. No. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is um, Bear Nation. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm serious, sword, man. You got to watch it. Sword fights. Sword um, fight. But uh, this is a real. This is a cool movie because pretty much the whole thing. It, it seems like a um, this total like man worship and. It's not like I mean the the bird fighting is a thing and it's interesting seeing that culture but it's kind of like it seems like the whole movie is like double entendre. There's a lot of talk of the cock in it and it's just oh, guys yeah, hanging yeah. out in a small room and like it's like horror hound. That's all, fucking, I mean that's talk about a bunch of like uh, gay talk. <laughs> you know the whole time a bunch of straight guys get together and yeah, we were weird. <laughs> and well, Warren Oates, uh, <laughs> have you seen that's this? Have cool you seen show. Cockfighter? Yes, I have. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting how Warren Oates he pretty much doesn't talk the entire film. Uh, he's kind of taken a vow of silence in in a way, and um, but he's kind of a dummy too. You kind of get that later on in the film, like oh, okay, he's just a dumbass too. You don't know if he was being like profound or something by being silent, but probably not. So, and um, it is true that Loaf told me that he is going to take a vow of silence until he can go to Horror Hound the next time. I wish. Um, I wish I could. I uh, just broke it. I just broke it. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, the Cockfighter was good stuff. But we'll have to review that one sometime. Letting um, everybody down. What? You're letting uh, everybody down. Except your wife. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched, uh, I watched Men from the Gutter. Uh, this is a, a Shaw Brothers um, Hong Kong like police action movie. Um, this is like pre, I think. Well, I mean, I think. Uh, John Woo was already doing his thing, but not, I mean, this is like from 83 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, there's some really fucking good action in it. Like some of the times you see, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a Shaw brothers, like current day set, like police, police, like bullet opera kind of thing. Um, but there's some, like the story gets a little convoluted by the end, but this is a really fucking good movie though. The, um, I mean, you, you see some of the wires a couple times when the guys are like jumping from building to building, but you know, it's the, the main like bad guy in it. I guess he's bad guy. The, the cops are after him, but, um, I posted a fi- picture of him. He wears these big fucking glasses and he's got this like kind of frizzy mullet. <laughs> he's really funny looking. He wears like Cosby sweaters and shit, but he is he does some amazing stuff like flying through the air and he's like, there's a really great, um, fight 
in his apartment where he's kind of doing almost gymnastics a couple times, like avoiding gunshots while kicking these guys at the ass. So it was good. Men from the gutter, check it out. Uh, that was a recommendation from the, um, I think Chris uh, and um, you know and Jake from a podcast without honor and humanity. You should check that out too. Um, There's no honor and humanity there. None at all. Um, so then I, I uh, decided to watch some Sonny Chiba this week. Uh, I watched Karate Bullfighter or Champion of Death. Um, mm. This is a based on a true story. I don't know how much of this actually happened, but he actually does. And I mean, I guess you might consider this animal cruelty too. But he actually does wrestle a bull at one point, and it's nice. not like it's not like uh, stabbing him and like you know, like a bullfighter style. He's actually like the dude. Now you see Chiba doing it a couple times. I feel like. But their whole this bull is running through this town, and you know it ends up. It's not like jumping around and avoiding the bull. Like this dude's actually holding on to one horn and then just chopping the shit out of the bull's head <laughs> over and over again. Um, now I, I don't know if it was actually hurting the bull because the bull probably has a big fucking thick head anyway. Yeah, and I don't know how how hard the person was actually hitting him, but basically it's just like kind of turned. It wasn't like head. it was Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> it wasn't Wahoo McDaniel, fucking. Because that fucker would have went down, <laughs> chopping the nipples off. Um, <laughs> Ronnie Garber. <laughs> uh, the um, <laughs> but this is this was good. Uh, fucking Chiba doing his karate is always impressive to me, and there's some really nice shots in it and stuff. And this is, you're like, you have a thing for Chiba. I do. He is fucking amazing. I I love. And I, I, I talked about this on our group. I, I, what I like about him, and I, and I compare him to Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's amazing, but with Bruce Lee, it's the Flash, and the mm-hmm. Flash is cool. Like Jet Li, he's very flashy. But I always seem to end up liking the guys that look like when they hit somebody, it fucking just hurts. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to like fly through the air and stuff. Like yeah. like Seagal's early stuff. There's a what's the one. Yeah, Bruce Lee like buzz. He's really quick, so he buzzes around him. Right, but you don't see that like. And he was known for like the one inch punch, which you know he did a guy from like one inch and yeah, yeah, yeah. knock him on ass. But but it it didn't come across. Whereas Chiba looks like he's fucking just hurt, <laughs> and he looks like somebody. a mean motherfucker too. What was the one um, with the the Steven Seagal movie with the chick from Weird Science? Marked for death? No. Uh, yeah, Kelly LeBrock. That Kelly was uh, LeBrock. yeah, Mark. That was the one where he's in a coma. That was Mark for not Mark for death. Uh, uh, God damn, son of a bitch! I think that's the one where he like gets in a fight in a um, convenience store near the beginning. This is really uh, skinny. That, that was uh, skinny that was Steve. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I did I, the way he chops those dudes in that fucking store and like he'll just grab somebody's wrist and they go flying. That's the that's the kind of martial arts I. Steven Seagal is hard to kill. Hard to kill. There you go. Uh, I heard Janine Garofalo back in the day make a joke about how every Steven Seagal movie fits a complete sentence if you say Steven Seagal is. I, yeah. think, I think it has since changed, but Steven Seagal is blank. Should fit, fit for most of his I, early it movies. It would be cool to see a movie where he has sex with her. <laughs> now. <laughs> like where he's fat and she's like all covered in tattoos and like bitter and shit. And she's smoking a cigarette just riding And the whole time he's doing it, he's like, he's like has a Bible <laughs> over her face and is reading from it or something. <laughs> he's not a Bible. He's Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just always thought he's he's kind of an asshole. So I thought you know when I think of asshole, I think of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I watched another Chiba uh, Samurai Reincarnation. Um, this is who directed this. This is uh, uh, Fukusaku. This is the guy that did, um, and the only thing I'd ever seen by him otherwise was Battle Royale. 
Um, and Battle Royale, interestingly, was one of his last movies, I believe. Um, this is from 81. And if anybody's familiar with the video game Samurai Showdown, um, it's kind of like a Street Fighter type clone, except it's you, there's weapons involved, too. Um, I fucking love that game. But apparently it's that was like this was inspiration for it. And this is a uh, – speaking of the Bible, the bad guys in it are reincarnated – or the, the main bad guys are reincarnated mm-hmm. Christian – who <laughs> nice? Who is pissed that all the Christians were killed? So he's trying to kill all you know the Shogun and everything. Well, wait a minute. Now, if he was a Christian, would he be reincarnated? Wouldn't that be a Buddhist? Well, he's not reincarnated. Would that like, be Hindu? He's a de- he's a demon. Basically, he's came. Okay. He brought himself out of hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, and he was based on a real Christian samurai, which is kind of odd. But mm-hmm. the uh, but uh, uh, Chiba plays uh, Jubei, which I think Rick was Santorum is a Christian samurai. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I hope he gets elected president. The um, in hell, in hell, in um, hell. Jubei Yagyu, which uh, Jubei was a recurring character uh, for quite some time. He's, that was the Jewish samurai. Jubei. <laughs> the he's got an eye patch. Um, the Jubei in the Samurai Showdown game uses two swords. He only used one ever, but he's got an eye patch because his dad like poked his eye out when he was a kid or something. Um, <laughs> nice. He <laughs> thought your dad was bad. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. It was like he was getting cocky, oh. and his dad threw a knife at him, and it stuck in his face. You fucker! And no, the guy was, dad. Well, I'm gonna poke your fucking eye out then. <laughs> and his, you don't go get some pussy. I'm gonna poke your other eye out. This is this was it was a little long and uh, got a little. What are you gay? <laughs> what are you gay? Uh, but this <laughs> was yet. cool though. There's a lot of crazy, like fucking, you know, the the Asian style uh, uh, horror elements, like flying heads and shit. Um, this is a cool movie, so I I would I'd watch this one again. Um, let's see, I watched Snake in the Monkey's Shadow, which is a kung fu film. Which <sighs> I need to revisit this. Um, the print I have is kind of I have a DVD of it, and it looks a lot worse than I thought it would. Plus, the dubbing gets a little annoying sometimes. I'd be curious to see if I could find a um, uh, one in Chinese. Uh, some good martial arts in it. Um, it's kind of a, a competition of styles, like snake style versus. And then you see some mantis. You see, mm-hmm. and there's like this one farmer that lives out in the middle of nowhere, and he's got a pet monkey that has taught him all his kung fu moves, uh, which is pretty cool. And then there's drunk, drunken style in it too, and. Um, I don't know. I need to revisit it because it was just okay, and I think it probably could be a lot better. Um, and I almost finished it, but I'll probably save it for next week. But I started watching The Executioner, and I got most of the way through it. But I feel like I want to rewind it and watch more. It's pretty awesome. It's got uh, it's got Chiba in it too, and he plays a, a descendant of the uh, the uh, there's a ninja clan, and I've forgotten the name. Um, so he does some pretty fucking awesome moves in that, and it's basically assembling a team to do something. So, but I'm going to finish that, and uh, probably I watch most of that over again. So uh, that was it. That's it God for me. Damn. That was a long section. God damn. Oh God, we're an hour in. Uh, let's take a break and <laughs> come back. <laughs> let's wrap this fucker up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're going to review. Let's do. Uh, let's do Bloody Friday first. How about that? Birdie Friday. We'll be right back. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. 
Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep a secret. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? Jessica Biel. <laughs> I figure she has enough steroids. Oh, my God. I was just going to say something about her having enough steroids in her to, to maybe be a man. I fucking watched a porno. Did you? Wow. Okay. Now, that's oh. not the whole story. <laughs> I was fucking on my Roku and and my friend gave me these you know little numbers you can put room. in. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, I was laying on the couch. Uh, anyway, um, and they had a clip on this uh, this uh, uh, on Roku, uh, this X-rated channel, mm-hmm. and uh, it said it was like a, an Avengers takeoff, and it was She-Hulk getting screwed by uh, Thor, and it was fucking China. China. I saw the picture this morning on the. Uh gentlemanly lips and the golden <laughs> hips or whatever it's called. It took me a minute to figure out who it was. I was like, you know, I was watching and watching. I was like, God damn, I think that's fucking China. That poor girl. You know, honest to God. Yeah. She needs to get her head out of her ass because I actually saw something the other day. She's like fucking got a, like a, some pretty decent degrees and, you know, uh, from college and shit. She's a fucking mess, man. Yeah, she well, she's an alcoholic. She's a really bad alcoholic, and and I think she she had so many issues as far as just fucking just for I don't know from the way she was brought up and shit. She's she's she really is fucked up in the head. That sucks. Well, whatever. Uh, what are you gonna do, whatever. man? You know, you just gotta fucking. According to her, her first stepfather threatened suicide at one point, and her biological father, who once accidentally stabbed her mother in the thigh with a bread knife, had a problem with alcohol. Blah 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 blah. So she grew up with some shit, you know. But who didn't? Get your head out of your ass, girl. Get off them goddamn steroids too. Your clit's as big as Ernie Ladd's thumb. <laughs> Nothing taped when it was when it was taped. Egg sucking dog. Egg, um, egg sucking dog. The so our first film of the day is Bloody Friday. Yeah, let's Blue Tiger Free Tag from nineteen seventy two. Uh, Zom, I want you to take the lead on this. Uh, this is starring Raymond Hamstorf, Harmstorf, Amadeus August, Gianni Macchia, and Christine. Rock me Amadeus. Uh, Mac me Amadeus. Uh, so yeah, 
uh, Zom. Oh, it's directed by Rolf Olson and Lee Pyant, who was American. I looked it up while earlier. Um, so, Zom, what did you think of Bloody Friday? This is one you had seen before. So, Yes, and I watched it this morning again because you know what I did? I was just discussing this with somebody that I worked with last night. Had all these shelves down in the basement, see, and had a bunch of uh, VH tapes on them and uh, DVDs and stuff like that. Well, you know, those things get covered with dust. And it's hard to dust and it's hard to clean. So I decided to get some Rubbermaid uh, bins, put all that shit in there. Well, now I can't find anything. And I knew I was going to watch this movie. And I thought, well, you know, might as well wait till the last goddamn minute because I know exactly where it's at. It's in a shoebox up in the corner of the living room. I looked through the shoebox. I didn't see it. I went downstairs, looked through all these bins, couldn't find it, started getting pissed because I was like, God damn it, what the fuck? This bullshit. So then after I looked through every single fucking bin and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it, I went back up to the shoebox and I fucking somehow overlooked it. It was right in front of me. <laughs> so anyway, I watched it again this morning. Okay, here's the story, people. I got this movie off of – from Cinema Day Bazaar, and the reason I, – I think I may have said this before. Okay, I was cutting grass the other day. And I was listening to the show, listening to some of the old shows. And I spoke on this. This was a coinky dink. Uh, I spoke about this movie in the What Are We What Have I Been Watching mm-hmm. segment on episode three, which was, I think, Boxcar Bertha and Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> anyway, um, we won't talk about that. Don't vomit it, Barbara Hershey. But I will tell you this, man, Barbara Hershey, when I was listening to that and, and we were talking about how she was kind of you know, plump or ripe, not plump, ripe, ripe for the yeah. dickin. Ha! You have a for the wonderful figure. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm of that guy. Then I put that at the beginning of the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> you go back and listen to your archive footage. Eh. No, anyway, um, it's really funny. Seriously, we're great. Anyway, um, so the reason I got this movie and I said this back then was when I saw the box cover for it, I thought that that was Franco Nero. I the fuzzy with, guy, the beard and the hair, yeah, yeah, Raymond. Raymond uh, Harmsdorf. Um, but so we'll get into the movie now. This movie, it's one of those ones, uh, you know, in Germany at one time, and in Italy and in Germany in this in the the late sixties, early seventies, stuff like that. There was a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, terrorists, uh, a lot of bank robberies and gangs and shit that were going around, you know, and they'd just burst into place with machine guns and shit like that. Well, so it says that this is based on a true story and that they changed the oh, yeah, names. I didn't, but, you know, I didn't synopsize it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, oh, well, do you want do you want to okay, now? And the, the synopsis is a little weird on IMDb. Cut right into what I you know. Go, yeah, go, no, go, go ahead. You know, go ahead. No, no, no. You just cut me off. You Motherfucker, just, right just do it. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Seriously. <laughs> okay, so what's going on is what I was going to say before, you know, because, I, I, you know, that's one thing about this show. I try and make a point, and you are fucking always interrupting Stepping me. Stepping on your dick. <laughs> Stepping on my dick every goddamn time trying to make a fucking funny quip and everything. That's just bullshit. You're not that funny. Anyway. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I looking in the mirror when I'm saying I'm the that? fucking button-pressing monkey here. We all know that. <laughs> button-pressing fucking monkey. <laughs> You're like an avatar or something. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, uh, Best movie ever. You should watch fucking Avatar. Man. It's, so good. it's so much better than this. <laughs> if these people, yeah, oh my God. So good. No, anyway, um, let's get, okay. Well, let me take a drink. Well, some upsides while I take a drink of my cranberry juice. All right. So this is a film about the. Uh, so anyway, okay. This guy. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. No, I'm done. 
they say it's a true based on a true story, but you know, and I and and I don't find that hard to believe as much as you know, like. But they also said Texas Chainsaw Massacre was true too. Right. Uh, the 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 beginning uh, of the movie basically this guy is being uh, taken into a courthouse to to stand trial for you know various uh, you know infractions uh, bank robberies and shit like that you know and and uh, right off the bat this guy looks like he could have been in Malcolm <laughs> Ingram's Bear Nation uh, he he's he's sort of a cross between. Um, a lumberjack and like Jim Morrison when Jim Morrison got fat and did L.A. Woman and he was real bloated and shit. Now it's not that Ray- Raymond Harmsdorf, Harmsdorf is not bloated, but he has the beard when Jim Morrison grew his, the beard and the beard hair. Make, gives him a round head. What a yeah. mane, what a mane on that motherfucker. He's got man. a mane. He's furry it's everything. Kind of reddish reddish brown. Yeah. But but now his ensemble is fucking just outstanding. Because he has a brown <laughs> leather sh- coat with the sheepskin, uh, like uh, around the neck and everything, uh, a uh, a turtleneck, and then he has these fucking brown leather fucking pants on, and uh, which there's a couple times where they you you get a close up of this crotch and shit, but you know like where he got- puts his dick in that one chick's face. Oh, he sticks it right up in her face. It was so fucking awesome. That was fucking great. That fucker. He had he had. Uh, no lack of confidence, uh, but now see they're, they're taking him to uh, to to uh, go to trial, and he's handcuffed and everything. And now there's several, also several times in this movie where I think one of his stand, like when you go to pick up a girl in a bar, a lot of guys have a standard line, and I think a standard line that he has is telling people that he has to take a shit. And, uh, you know what's really funny when when I read my note, this is the lousy food you serve, the junk's giving me the shits. It when I saw it when he said that I I no lie thought of fucking like Hormel chili or something like that yeah yeah well you know because that's probably what they were serving him but but he, and you also find out and it, it may have something to do with the leather pants and like sweating and chafing that oh he has emeralds too imagine what his fucking ass smells like after walking around in leather pants and having the shits well he didn't really have the shits but yeah the guards are like you know come on goddamn and he goes I'm not in the Olympics I, I have to be careful of my hemorrhoids <laughs> so guy. he has these other like. Um, uh, Euro kind of not hippies, but Euro kind of. Uh, I don't know if they were left wing or right wing or what the fuck they were, but they they uh, are going to assist him in escaping. Now, you know they create a little diversion and and basically get his get his ass out of there. But you see right off the bat uh, in this movie that uh, this movie is going to be. Um, I think it's more more because of the use of kind of gore and blood. Yeah. Uh, 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 the, I was going to say ultraviolet uh, because he bashes this one prison guard – or not prison guard, but it's like a courthouse uh, policeman or something like that uh, that's escorting him. He smashes his face into the fucking the bathroom wall, and the guy's face has that real – uh, it's like the Italian uh, uh, spaghetti western blood. <laughs> the, really, yeah, the pastel paint. Yeah, fluorescent kind of red. But it's effective, and uh, so then um, they they kind of they get out of there, and uh, Stevo, <laughs> I like the name that goes. One guy's name Stevo. Uh, uh, Raymond Harmstorf is Heinz, and uh, he has uh, some accomplices, and one of them's named Stevo, and Stevo gets caught. He gets pinched. Um, um, now, his other uh, guys are Luigi, and Luigi has a chick, mm-hmm. and Luigi's. Uh, chick is um, 
uh, like Heinz is, I, I imagine he's German, and you know, then the other girl, she, she may be Swiss or something or German, but I mean, her name's Heidi, and Luigi and Heidi are a couple. And um, oh, I thought it was so, Helen. Is it Helen? It says Heidi. Oh, weird. I thought I thought they were saying Helen. Maybe they were. Well, it, it may be like in the uh, before it was sub. Well, yeah. it wasn't. Well, maybe the subtitle said Helen. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so but it does say Heidi. So uh, anyway, he. Um, oh, did you have this in German? Yeah, I got subtitled. Oh, I need to see that one. I've only Just ever seen dubbed. the dub version. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I got it. Fucking man, I got it. It was from Cinema Day Bazaar, right? I had to read that shit while I was fucking trying to eat this morning. <laughs> and what the hell did I eat this morning? Well, let's not get into that. Um, I don't have the shits, though. Uh, but I do. Well, I didn't have the shits yesterday. I don't want to get off into that whole subject. You know, nobody cares. Um, let's see. <laughs> so th- it ends up being uh, after Steve-O, you know, kind of something happens to him. Um, Luigi and Heidi uh, – well, Luigi goes and meets up with uh, with Heinz uh, because, of course, he's the one that's on the lamb. Nobody's really looking for them because they helped him get out, but they, nobody was looking for them to start with. So he's kind of on the run. So they get this uh, nice. Uh, it was like a they call it like a, a luxury trailer, uh, but it, you know, back then it, it almost just looked like a like a uh, tractor trailer trailer or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But they had it nice in there. They, they put like porno pictures up on the wall by the bed for him, you know, because they decorated. I guess that the that uh, Luigi must have thought, okay, if he wants to sit in there, jack off, I'll get him some porn, put some pinups on the wall. And um, so now, um, I don't think that Helen slash Heidi, we'll call her Helen. I don't think that she had ever met Heinz. And so when Luigi, uh, he's telling her, he says, you know, I got this friend, blah, 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 we're going to help her out. Now, she knows that Luigi is involved in some shit because he's like the bad boy. And you know how the girls love the bad boys. So then she meets Heinz, and Heinz is kind of – he's a different kind of a character. He's, he's, he's almost like a um, sort of a megalomaniac. Uh, he's, he's a – He's almost like a – I wouldn't say a David Koresh kind of a guy, but you can tell he's, he's an alpha male. Yeah. If, you know, so anyway, he's the leader of that group. And um, so he's – Helen looked kind of had an Alicia Silverstone thing going on a few times there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that she was before cute. she got chubby. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She kind of fell off the planet Earth there when she got, to the, she got chubbed, when she mm. chubbed up. Which I kind of might not even you – know, when she was a little chubbier, who knows? She, you know, she'd probably be fine with me. No, no. Yeah, put some Hormel chili on that butt crack. Um, uh, you, uh, you already did that. Banana cream pie, that just made me nauseous. <laughs> just thinking about that. Uh, go, go, go with the standard pie. you got to have pie. Just smash pie. it in there. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, How has that become the fucking go-to over motherfucker? <laughs> Motherfucker! I told you we go. We we we've switched it up. We went from the crickets to started out with you, motherfucker, you son of a bitch, you motherfucker, and then we went to the crickets. We've gone to different shit. If you go back and listen to the old episodes, we switch up somehow. Anyway, but see, that's because we don't want to be stale. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Heinz is kind of like feeling out uh, Luigi. He's like, you know, so what about this girl? You know, who's this chick you're hooked up with? What the fuck's going on? He goes, I bet you're fucking her, aren't you? And it's like, it's like he's trying to embarrass him. But if he said, I bet you're fucking her, I'd be like, goddamn right. I am. <laughs> yeah, look at her. 
Fuck yeah. He goes, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm in love. Well, I don't care if you're in love or not. I'll be like, yeah, I'm tapping that ass. Maybe you're having sex with her? That's gay. Yeah, you so gay. It's like, if you think you're, I'm gay, look at you with his leather pants and that leather coat and that fucking <laughs> hair. Anyway. <laughs> so, here we go. Um, he starts following Helen. Uh, because he's thinking, okay, she might be a weak link. She might, uh, she might be, uh, she might snitch or go tell or just have a big mouth. And so, I was watching, I was watching a porno this morning, and it said rough something or other. Uh, and I, started, I was like, this isn't even fucking rough enough. I mean, it was like boring. <laughs> Come on, I don't, like any, I don't like any of the rough. It's not. It didn't have anal. It didn't have. It didn't have drool or anything. It no was watery rough. eyes. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, he didn't hold her nose while he was gagging her <laughs> and choking her throat while he was doing it so she couldn't breathe. Uh. Class. You have to be in a mood for that. Um, <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you have the shits, that's the kind of stuff you want to watch. <laughs> You're just miserable. You hate, you hate the world. Anyway, <laughs> I'll never be able to do that to somebody. I mean, like, that was, like, going to survive the act. And <laughs> you would, how could you look your wife in the face? After Afterwards, you had, yeah. Like, after after I just cut, cut off her air supply yeah, with my cock. Like, the lights of her eyes, they don't exist because she's the, – the, she has eight ball hemorrhages in both eyes from choking, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, and she goes to work with hand marks on her throat and shit. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Anyway, my dick's not long enough to choke anybody anyway. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> if you're listening out there... <laughs> He's just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. So anyway... Um, he starts following Helen. We're getting off track here. It's goddamn 2 o'clock. Jesus Christ. Jesus uh, Christ. Um... He starts following Helen. Well, he sees her with this dude, and and she's talking. He's he's thinking, okay, Jesus Christ, fucking Luigi is so stupid. He's in love with this chick, and he's telling me how much he loves her. And she's she's out with this handsome young guy or whatever. Well, so then he confronts uh, her in front of Luigi in the trailer thing, and he's like, "Who's this guy you know you were with? What were you doing? I saw you with her." And uh, that's not even German. But anyway, um, <laughs> I went to the Rosetta Stone thing. That was Spanish. Point. Yeah, Spanish. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Anyway, uh, so um, she's uh, – I guess I guess uh, this guy, the young guy, Christian, he must have followed her because when he was confronting her, he comes in. He goes, you know, it is I. You know, I am Christian. And he goes, well, who the fuck are you, asshole? And, uh, you know, what are you doing with her? Are you fucking around her? And he goes, she goes, he's my brother. He's my brother. You know, so it ends up he's a brother. And it was kind of, you know, I don't know if it was like shame with Fassbender and Carrie Mulligan, brother and sister. I didn't get, the, I didn't get any incestuous thing on this one. I, my, my incest meter did not go off on this one. They were pretty much brother and sister. Um, so anyway, Kay Parker wasn't going in my ear. Um, so um, Christian is kind of on the lamb too. So because it's Christian of the yeah. time. Okay. No, it's White Snake. Don't be singing that. Sorry. Uh, don't be giving them that for free. That's the next contest. Um, <laughs> so Christian is a like a, a deserter from the army, and so the cops are looking for him. Sort of, you know how the cops only look for deserters. You know if they're. <laughs> Not fucking Republican and rich, uh, which they don't desert anyway because they don't go to a fucking war. Um, <laughs> Mitt Romney. Anyway, uh, Dick Cheney. Uh, fucking whatever. Anyway. Um, 
You better bet. You best believe I'd fucking dodge like crazy. <laughs> but you know, that's what I told my friends. I said, "Listen, I'm I." I would fucking draft dodge my ass off, but I'm not a fucking hawk. I'm not going out yeah. saying, I'm going to go kick some ass. I'm a tough guy. Dick Cheney, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to do this. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, and then be a fucking pussy. I'm, I'm fucking – I wouldn't fight for that shit. Life is about survival. Mm-hmm. To, the, 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 be, to be able to survive. Every animal, every organism on the planet Earth you're, 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 it is a quest for survival. Not fighting for fucking rich people. Anyway, um, okay, let's see. He's a draft dodger, not draft dodger. He's a deserter. But the thing that I liked about it right off the bat was, okay, um, Hines is such a dominant. Uh, he's 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 very intelligent because even Luigi will say, you know. Uh, the only reason this worked, he goes, yeah, it worked. But he goes, the only reason it worked is because you planned it out to the nth degree. He, uh, Heinz is the is the brains of the outfit, but not only is he the brains, he's he like I said, he's a dominant. He's like the alpha male. So he's the brains, he's the muscle, and he's the leather clad penis. <laughs> but the thing that I liked was, I think at first it it kind of went in. It could be interpreted. He's so smart that. He, at first, being the alpha male, he immediately just fucking hauls off and punches Christian right in the face, and they get in a fight. So I think in the, the way that his brain works is he's, he's like, okay, I, like probably if he did that to Luigi, Luigi would probably, you know, um, submit. Yeah. And or you know it would be like a submissive thing where either Heinz would beat his ass down and Luigi you know he'd be like oh come on now you're 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 you know put him on on the the the, the level of the pecking order where he, Heinz is at the top. Well, he punches Christian in the face and they start fighting. Well, Christian fucking whips his ass. He does Seagal shit on him. He flips him. He gets him in a fucking <laughs> armbar and all this and that everything, which is great. But the thing is, Heinz is so smart that even after that happens, he plays it off like that he was just kind of testing Christian. He goes, oh, I see you can fight hand-to-hand. You know, you learn martial arts or something in, in the army. That's good. I could use a man like you. And he, but he still he still puts him in the pecking order. He says, I could use someone like you. It's like and, it, it was like when uh, when Mifune was kicking Bronson's ass at yeah. Red <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I see you're getting tired. Maybe we'll just call it a draw." Oh, yeah, we'll call it a draw. Yeah, we'll call it a draw. See? Oysters and turkey. turkey. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, they. Um, I'm starting to get like a fucking. No, it's gone now. I think. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was like I could hear myself, um, but. Uh, Heinz has planned this uh, this uh, big heist, like a a bank robbery, and I mean they're not the kind of people like Ocean's Eleven where they're going to go in after hours, you know, figure out a way to fuck with the alarm system and do all this. They're they're Jesse James kind of, you know, go in with guns blazed blazing and and um, shit like that. Now. So Christian decides because his sister is involved in this and she won't get out of it. She's like, I am, I'm in love with Luigi. We're going to go away uh, and we, we want to get some money. I'm t- and, we're t- and, and they kind of express that it's because of uh, like the economy and the poverty and shit like that and people growing up in poverty. And, they're, and uh, she's saying, you know, well, we, but, you know, 
we we don't want to live just like paupers together. We want to live nice and everything. And he's like, you know, there's no amount of money in the world that's worth either losing your life over or going to prison for life. Well, then she tells him, she says, well, you know, there's more to it than that. I'm pregnant. So he kind of goes along just to sort of look out for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he becomes part of it. And then they have to go through. Heinz has different things, you know, as far as getting guns as, and uh, and uh, like explosives. Or something <laughs> explosives. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice truck. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so they they um there was with with that situation. Um, I like the way that I, I did like the way they set up the the characters uh, because <laughs> it's you know everybody had a reason for being there. It's like Luigi and. Heidi or Helen, you know they they were just kind of like fuck these fuck my or were our dead end jobs and blah blah blah. They're just desperate to get out of their living situation. Yeah, they want to take a shot. And then Christian wants to protect his sister, and then Heinz is just a fucking sociopath, and he wants yeah. he wants to use the stolen money to open. I don't know if they said this in the a grocery store, <laughs> a supermarket. Yeah, yeah supermarket. <laughs> what the fuck? There's serious money in groceries. <laughs> he said, "Well, his thing was." Um, now I was just going to say I, I would think that he would be the kind of person that would um, that would just continue to do the armed robbery like you know until until he got shot down in a blaze of glory, but he almost could be like a goddamn one of these Wall Street Gordon Gecko things where he's like you know okay he gets this amount of money and in his brain he's not thinking and then I'll go rob another place another place another place he's thinking like the guys in the movie Thief with James Caan where we'll take this money and we'll put it in shopping centers and stuff like that uh -huh. let the money make money for us and we'll just sit back and have the easy life but you know it, it that I, I saw something and I can't remember who, who the writer was he said if he was looking for psychopaths he wouldn't go to a prison he'd go to wall street because you know that's he said that's how their mentality is they mm -hmm. they're sociopaths and psychopaths and stuff like that so anyway um there's uh you know a, a, a kind of like a car chase uh, here and there and everything and uh, uh you the one part you have uh, the big the build up the first third is the build up where you meet Heinz uh, Christian and Helen and all of them and and that's that okay then the the second part of the movie um, the middle uh, third of it is um, they rob the bank and it's kind of like a dog day afternoon kind of a deal yeah 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 and you get some funny stuff in there like the uh, like Heinz using the <laughs> word <laughs> he 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 has no problem uh, using the word cunt when speaking directly to a woman that comes across in the in the dub as well <laughs> yes yeah. cunt get over here you know he, i mean it's not like you cunt he's like cunt get over here and shine my shoes or something. <laughs> and he and just because that one chick's not interested in him he assumes she's a lesbian oh yeah, says, yeah all you have to do is try it once and see what a man has to offer <laughs> yeah and she's gonna try it whether she wants to or not Sleazy so anyway i knew that was coming <laughs> <But> <laughs> He, uh, they find out that the one girl um, is the daughter of this really rich, successful guy. So they figure, well, you know, hell, this is this is fucking money in the bank right here. This is better than robbing the bank because this old fucker, of course, he has to try and be hero. And uh, you know, I don't know why they didn't put a goddamn silent alarm in the son of a bitch. <laughs> they have a button there, and he reaches over real slow and hits the button. And you know, you would think it would be like a silent alarm where they so they would know that he hit the button. As soon as he hits the button, they hear. <laughs> and fucking Heinz like shoots his hand with an Uzi. <laughs> and, he's like, ah! and he holds the hand up with the fluorescent blood. 
So then there's, the, like I said, Dog Day Afternoon hostage kind of a deal. Uh, there's a scene with a little kid because uh, one of them drops a hand grenade and this little kid picks up a hand grenade, which that had a, a very violent, uh, you know, Ooh. really. Uh, that little kid was, oh, my God, he was fucking annoying. Yeah, but I mean that's exactly you know what kind of like a little kid would probably do. He's just like <laughs> running around with this fucking grenade. Instead of being so nice, the cop should have just been like, "Give me the fucking grenade, little yeah. jerk!" And it'd be cool if the little kid would have pulled the pin and threw it at the crowd, <laughs> uh, like lobbed it like you know Nick or Sergeant Fury in the Howling Commandos. Uh, but anyway, there's some there's some really gory, ultra violent stuff there. Now Heinz. He decides, okay, we're, I'm in here, you know, for however long it takes. We have this rich chick, so the daddy uh, is is he's he'll pay off. He's not going to fucking. Uh, and I thought the rich chick was hot. I liked her. There was a couple hot chicks in there. In the, yeah, in the, well, the one that he said was a lesbian was hot too. Yeah. And um, so Heinz, he the, the one part they had a kind of an effeminate, uh, uh, you know, I guess you know. I say effeminate, whether he's gay or not, I don't know. But he was fucking like uh, I don't know. If, I don't, not Charles Nelson Riley. I'm trying to think who it would be like. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, and and Heinz sort of was he uh, you talking about the drunk guy? Yeah, because Heinz starts pouring whiskey down his throat and shit. He's he like was, holds the bottle he up and he's funny. like, no, don't, I like don't, that. don't spill a drop, you know. And he's making this guy just chug this fucking boot. Yeah, you know, like uh, it wasn't J and B. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, so. And then you kind of have like a Stockholm syndrome kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, where he, he was he was more desperate to get out of because yeah. he's talking about his wife being sick, but he's pretty much like fuck that whore. I'm, <laughs> oh, I think he saw Heinz fucking uh, big wang in in his leather pants, and I think he kind of <laughs> wanted to get with him. Did you get that feeling? Like he was kind of like take me with you and everything. And he goes later. You know, Heinz 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 didn't even like you know he wasn't like fuck off asshole or whatever. He goes. <laughs> You know, when you leave here, take me with you. And Heinz just goes later. later. I, don't, I don't have time for this right now. But he, he, um, Heinz is drinking too. And uh, there's one scene, like you said, that they, um, the, there's one girl that kind of stands up to him, gets in their face and everything. And but then there's, there's the one that um, she does too. But Heinz is like coming on to her because he's looking at her legs and shit. And he goes over and he's she's sitting on the couch and he goes over, stands right in front of her. And I couldn't <laughs> tell if he actually kind of thrust or like pushed his hips out a little bit. But he put his leather covered dick right the, in her yeah, face. The whole shot was her face kind of turned to the side and leather dick. <laughs> yeah, leather dick. So they're they're you know held up in there you know for the hostage situation thing, and the one girl, she basically like I said, she's really courageous and she tells him you know you're a bunch of you're an asshole to Heinz you're a coward and all this and that and everything well he's like get her the fuck out of my face so the uh Christian takes two girls over into this room and Christian's I mean he's a young good-looking guy and so the next thing you know you get a little Stockholm deal there because the girl's kind of like you know hey I kind of like him you know and um Heinz punches one of those girls right in the fuck, fucking face, and then the one girl bitch slaps the other girl who gets hysterical. But Heinz punches one of them, if I remember correctly, he punches one of the girls in the face. And um, so the situation gets to where they're, like I said, they, they're just Heinz is smart, and he's like, okay, you know, you let us go, and if you follow us, we'll kill. We'll, if I see one fucking car, follow us. If I see an airplane, if I see anything, we'll kill her. So the cops are like, okay, well, fuck, you know, and he. Didn't he let it let it slip to somebody that they were going to hide out at some place? 
And then as soon as they start going, the guys, they're, they're like, where the fuck are you going? You're going in the wrong direction. He goes, no, I'm not. I can't <laughs> remember, goes, yeah. He said, he goes, I'm not going there. He goes, I just told him, I told him that because, uh, he said, now they'll, they, they'll be waiting for us there. And he goes, they'll be sitting out in the cold, freezing their asses off, waiting for us while we're going in the opposite direction. So anyway, now it was funny on my DVD. I was, I think may, I, I had to have been, I don't know if I, I think I was like an hour and a half in. Mm-hmm to the movie and it said I had like another hour to go right. and I was like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> and, and, and the thing was I, when I watched it I hadn't seen it since I bought it which was a long time ago and this happened to me the first time because I was watching it and I was looking at the display okay how much more time do I have and I was like holy shit there's another fucking hour this is way too long well when they copied the um, the disc the the end menu comes up for like forty five or fifty minutes. <laughs> so I thought there was another hour, and then the next thing you know, it was over. So it's a, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. And um, it it like I said, it's it uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say what happens at the end or anything, but it, it, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of violence and shit. And um, um, the I think. If it would have been another hour, it would have been too goddamn long. It, yeah, it was yeah. right when it needed to be. Um, I liked the fact that – and I think that this movie was known for being like really extreme because 1972, you know, um, for them to show like that much blood – uh, there was a lot of blood, yeah. a lot of a lot of gore, a lot of blood. No, you know when I say gore, I mean just basically blood. I mean there wasn't uh, there wasn't like guts hanging out or anything of anybody, but uh, really really brutal violence, realistic violence. You know where uh, a guy is a um, is a bank robber and he doesn't just you know give a girl a backhand across the face like oh you know he'll haul off and just fucking punch her because he's an asshole and he's like a you know and and but. Um, I liked the, the the standout of the whole fucking movie is um, Raymond uh, Harmstorf. Yeah, he just his look, the way he acted and everything. I mean, even his facial expressions when he takes it, he wears these big sunglasses again, like either Jim Morrison <laughs> or I don't know what. He looks like he could have been a wrestler, you know. Yeah, and he's always he, chomping on his like something. Like, doesn't he usually have a? Is that he has like a cigar? Cigar, yeah, yeah. But he's he's kind of just like a a. Um, Unique looking figure, you know. That's why they put him on the front of the fucking box. I'm sure. But, uh, what are your thoughts on this film? <laughs> uh, you covered about everything. I, I did thought think it was funny. Uh, you know, going back to the whole like out of Italy theme we're kind of looking at, but the that instead of Fiat's, it's all VW Bugs in this movie. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of funny looking to see that. Um, the um. Dor- Helen, I get Helen or Heidi, she, her friend Doris that she talked to a few times. I posted a picture of it. She has some of the worst fucking hair I've ever seen. It's it, it was like yeah. a, it looked like a spaceballs helmet. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but the you know the, with the explosive scene, uh, the, you know they they worked in their car chase that way. Now most of this film takes place. They say that the bank robbery was in Munich, but it was definitely not in like a downtown type area. Most of the movie takes place kind of rurally. Rur- rurally, that's a hard word for me to say. Um, 
so it's like with a car chase, you don't get you don't get the like the tight streets and kind of kind of stuff like that. But what they did to kind of spice it up a little was have them run over a guy on a bike. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was that's like I said, that's like realistic. You know, now that guy, that inst- that stuntman was insane because the dude flips off the bike, it crashes through the windshield of the front mm-hmm. of the car, and then he flips over the side and he's holding onto the side of the car. I was like, Jesus Christ, he could have gotten crushed by the, the face. <laughs> like, I don't know why he kept holding on. I guess because he didn't want to fall under the wheel of the car. But <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, it'd be hard to control when you fell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll and everything, you know. But yeah, that was pretty impressive. I did laugh at this one old guy. Um, you know, with the part when you mentioned Dog Day Afternoon, there's the kind of the, the second act of the movie is almost it's it's almost less about the sleaze and more about people reacting to this bike this uh, bank heist. You know, you have the people inside doing what they're doing, you have the cops doing what they're doing, and you have the media, and you have the guys who have been tasked with bringing the money to you know mm-hmm. fix this situation. But one of the guys, one of the older guys. The rich guys, I guess he must have. Had, I think one of his daughter was in there, but his line I really laughed at. It said, "He says, please don't speak to me about the flight. I was forced to go tourist class with children and children screaming and the smell of garlic." <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know if that was that was in the subtitles, but <laughs> um, let's see. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, the drunk guy. We talked about him. Uh, that Heinz used, loves to use the word "cunt," and uh, it, <laughs> the the music, like with with a lot of Eurocrime films, you know, the the music's always a highlight. Not really so much in this one, although it did kind of kick in, but in a weird way. Yeah, kind of kind of synthy. I don't know what there was a well, there was a scene where the cops start to sweep this area. The music playing was okay, but it didn't match at all. Like it was kind of almost playful, like. Like uh, like the beginning of a Eurocrime, like it was like not serious yet, or you know something like that. So I thought that was kind of an odd choice, but um, the, this was the 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 interesting, like the the three different ty- the three different acts kind of standing apart from each other, and the fact that it's pretty pretty bloody, and the fact that the main guy is pretty sleazy makes this stand out. It would have been uh, if if it didn't have some key elements, it would not, you know, if it would. I mean, I guess that's an obvious statement, but. If it didn't have some of those things, it wouldn't stand out at all. It would be kind of kind of uh, run of the mill, but it got some things that kind of send it over and make it unique. Jaw. Uh, we can get our ratings. Um, I this movie was rated R too, by the way. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, <laughs> oh well, you know. I was going to say Heinz. Did you? Okay, one thing I we forgot to. I, I did this last week where we were all the way through everything, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot this." You know, um, what did you think of the part where Heinz was fucking that girl, and she started seeing like raw meat and shit? And that was really odd. It was yeah, odd. It, it would flash back and forth. He was seeing the raw meat, and she. I think she was like. Okay, because so maybe like, he was like a wolf, like an animal. Just, yeah, and then and that's and his it would show prey. her like seeing like people like making love and stuff like that. And his great big face was right in the camera. And then there was a couple times, like at the beginning when he escaped, um, he when he came out of the toilet, out of the uh, the the stall, mm-hmm. it was like he was looking at the like you, you. Of course, you're you're the camera. Your perspective is the camera, yeah. and it's like he's looking at you, and he's got this pistol. And then he reaches up and grabs the top of the thing and kicks 
with his both feet like he's swinging <laughs> and it's like he's kicking you. I like that shot. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I just remembered that that weird scene where they showed those weird things while he was you know fucking that girl. Um, I would give this. <clears throat> I think it is. Um, In some ways, okay, like like uh, to compare it to to compare it to like uh, 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 some of the Euro crime movies that we've watched, I think that this is a little bit more because I guess it's based on a true story. So the, I, I found it to be a little bit more um, real instead of uh, whereas, but but not. I mean, I was going to say not as much fun. But this was fun too because – but I mean like I said, fucking Heinz uh, uh, was pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> I don't know if he was supposed to – he was – it was supposed to be funny, but I found him funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I give this a 6.75. <laughs> I was – I'm right there with you. I was going to say 6.75 because, you know, like I said, if it wasn't for – if if Heinz wasn't in the movie, this would be pretty average. Yeah, um, yeah. He he's the standout. Uh, you know, it? one thing that I think that would have been would have been good that was that was missing a little bit, and and you know, of course, if we add this person, to anything it's going to be fucking good. But if they would have had Silva as like the police captain or something that was after him, had they didn't really have a cop that was like a a, a strong character that was chasing yeah. them. They were the cops were just generic kind of. Uh, if they had, a, if they had, a, if they had a, a stronger police presence, it could have yeah, like fucking. This a if, more. Well, I was gonna say Franco Nero was fucking after him, but then <laughs> you know, if he had the Kiomo beard and everything, it might have. They'd probably have been like, okay, which one's which? <laughs> Too much like the blonde-haired high crimes, Franco Nero. Nice, nice. And then in the end, he catches him and he puts he handcuffs Hines in the back of his car, and he says, "Okay, I'll take care of this." And he takes him to the police station, but then he the Hines is like. Where are you? Where are you going? That's the police station's the other way. And Franco Nero is like, I'm thinking you, you, you deserve, you deserve, you don't deserve to go to the police station. And he takes him out in this like wheat field, this like all this really gold wheat blowing in the breeze, and they just go and make love. <laughs> He's, and Franco Nero's got that fucking real blonde hair like he had in High Crimes. <laughs> Gets the back of his suit all dirty. Yeah, because they got like facing each other. I'm a power bottom. Why don't you mount up, cowboy? <laughs> so, all see right. what I'm saying? I that would have made it a 7.5. 7.5, maybe 7.75. So two 6.75s from us. Uh, let's take a break and come back and review Tony Sida. <sighs> we'll be right back. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Now, baby, what I need you to do is to look down and see what I see. The manifestations of all my pockets' fantasies. <laughs> Pretty, ain't it? 
The copter got you dizzy going round and round As we fly over my capital ground I say I own this city and you ask me why Ghetto music keeps me high and paid You can't be in my pockets for magic and my secrets Money over money don't just disappear here The older I get, the less I want to say See you at the end of the day. Cause we be riding like money is love. You say you paid and I feel you. Got to be paid and I feel you. Mm. I'm always motherfucking hit. All right. The name of that song is Helicopter Party. Which <laughs> special magnum for Tony Saita helicopter party? All right. Uh, so, yep. Uh, also yep. called Shadows in an Empty Room from 1976. Una magnum special per Tony Saita. Directed by Alberto De Martino. Um, a familiar name, I would assume, with a lot of people that would like this kind of shit. Um. Sorry. Um. I just totally clicked off and lost my train of thought here. So, an Ottawa police captain searches for a person who poisoned his sister, who was attending the University of Montreal. So desperate is he for revenge, he began to use his own brutal methods (laughs) to find a healer. Soon he discovers not everything is what he thought it would. It was, eh? <laughs> this is another one of those movies where, if it wasn't for certain outstanding, like, uh, or or little <laughs> yeah, cr- crazy, crazy elements, uh-huh. it would make it a little average. In particular, Stuart Whitman's average Captain Tony Sida, who, yeah, <sighs> what's up with that? He kind of just walks around. He's like, you know, he's he plays one of those cops, and I, this is the third he's, time he's walking through this motherfucker. Yeah, it's the third time I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time I feel the same way. I, it hasn't really changed about the side of character. He, you know, he does the the rogue cop act without a captain, in where he kind of just does his own thing uh, and regardless of what the repercussions might be because he knew he wants to get his man, but his, his style of questioning, his style of violence is very kind of 1940s or 1930s. It's like, mm-hmm. it's very like, yeah, see, this is what's going to happen. See, you know, yeah, see, and he's got that voice like this. Yeah. Um, singing this bushy fucking eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, now the other stuff of this movie is fucking bananas. <laughs> it kind of makes up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this has, as we said, Stuart Whitman. It also has John Saxon and kind of a eh, kind of yeah, a, just there. He's just, just there. there. He doesn't really do much. Uh, Martin Stop. Landau, who this is Martin Landau's second appearance on our show. The first being the hilarious wrestling trainer from <laughs> Ready to yeah, Rumble. Yeah, possibly yeah. the only highlight of that fucking Sal movie. Bandini. Um, and then. Uh, uh, Tissa, Tissa Farrow I feel like she's been on the show somewhere before she's from she's from Zombie and some other stuff uh, did we do Zombie? No. no we didn't I don't know why 
I feel like maybe she hasn't. She was only in 14 movies. Uh, maybe I've only just heard her from Zombie. So wow. I've never seen Zombie. Oh, we need. To, we should review that. It's, it's good. I mean, if you like, okay, if you like sounds good. Um, we'll see it next week. Next week. Uh, so no, not next week. The week uh, the way that the way this starts. I mean, um, <laughs> you see uh, who uh, eventually you find out is as uh, Saida's sister. Yeah, that's his sister. Like uh, my fucking, I'm mom's bro- or brother. What the fuck was up with that? Did you notice that? that, that yeah, I that said, Sida is that young it? hot broad's brother. She had to have been. She had to have been an accident. What is he? Thirty years older than her. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like he was about fucking thirty years older than her, and she had a fucking French accent, and he talked like Stuart Whitman. <laughs> Twelve packs of cigarettes. I I did like how she's calling him for uh, help. Or you know, like you know, there's some shit going on. I need I need to talk to you, and it shows why he's not un, unable to be reached because he's in the middle of a car chase. And you get kind yeah. of the the idea of what's going on. Um, he almost runs over a pedestrian on his way to a robbery, and this is kind of like his style. Of, yeah, of, of policing. He doesn't give a fuck who's in the way <laughs> if he's going to get Stuart his man. Whitman's a cop. who's a lethal weapon. He could have played fucking Mel Gibson's part in Lethal Weapon like so easily. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, you, you, you treated pretty early on to some spectacular car crashing. Um, this is, mm-hmm. this is, uh, you, you see the Ottawa police, police cars just flipping in the ro- middle of the road. And it was completely silly because, um, you see the one side, the, the car is headed straight for a, I think it was a bug sitting in the middle of the road. And then it flips to the other side and the car is fucking flying through the air as if the bug was a ramp. Uh, but anyway, the, um, uh, so you get kind of the, the story set up, and for for whatever reason, I guess this was a little confusing for me. But Landau has a relationship with this girl that's in college. He's like cheating on his wife or something. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, um, but the the, the, the there it's I guess it's a frat party or sorority party, but not like a beer kind of kegger kind of thing, but more like a wear your suit and tie kind of party. And they're playing a joke on him. They call him like, oh, so-and-so has collapsed and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, anyway. I didn't get that joke. I didn't think it was funny. And no. I didn't. Uh, I, w- I would have been like, I mean, uh, there was like, yeah, we'll, we'll pull a joke on him. Yeah. So they call the doctor out and say, hey, so-and-so's dying. We need your help. And when he goes over there, they're like, ah, she's not dying. It was a joke. And like, ah. Hilarious. Well, then she ends up fucking <laughs> dying anyway. And in, in, in it's in a... Jokes a on spin you, of instant bitch. karma, yeah. Now, huh? it was kind of weird that while he was giving her CPR, he kept his thumb in her mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's obvious. Well, I'm not even going to say I watched the movie this morning with <laughs> Shayla Laveau where the guy did that to her mouth while he was screwing her. But Uh-oh. Go she, say that. she did play a pretty good, whoever that actress was, she played a pretty Can't good pay. dead girl. Um, because he's like beating on her chest and stuff, and she just has these glazed, open eyes. I mean, she actually yeah. looks like she's unconscious. Um, you know what I just realized? I still don't even know. I've seen this movie three times. I'm still, I still can't even figure out who the fucking killer is. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> I get so tied up in the stuff that's not the story. <laughs> uh, man. And it, and, like, and that's because the movie pipe. it starts to drag a little with the procedural <laughs> stuff when he goes from yeah, yeah, yeah. place to place. You know, it's not that it's that bad, but it's not great either. Right. Um, there's a really gruesome body disposal because uh, you know the ki- the killer starts to realize that 
that site is after him. And I'm still I'm, I'm going to have to ask you because I don't even know who the fucking killer is. The uh, Jesus H fucking Christ. <laughs> type it to me on Facebook. So um, the killers, you know, realizes that. Uh, wait, I remember the killer now. Okay, got it. God damn, <laughs> got it. Okay, the uh, <laughs> you look, even, people. Do you see what I have to work with here? You didn't have to type it. I remembered. Uh, Short term memory loss. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it's not just on cats when that happens. <laughs> the, when the killer realizes that Sida's on his trail, he starts kind of, you know, erasing his tracks. Um, He, you know, he clubs what appears to be a prostitute or something in an alley. And the way he disposes of the body is pretty fucking gruesome. Uh, He drops it in this, it's like a quarry or something. And there's this machine that just crushes these big rocks into small rocks. Well, that's a good place for the body, too, because all of a sudden you see just like a fucking hand and like guts just roll out of this thing it's just a big schmear with the rocks yeah it sounds pretty gross and and it was the again the the out of italy (laughs) transported to canada pastel colored blood so jaw um that was the german part from the last no when when we get the there's a there's a blind character who was i i guess sida's uh sister's roommate Mm-hmm. Or at least, or, I, 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 she seemed to be maybe her piano teacher. I don't know if they lived together. She did have a picture of her, I think, in the. In the house. But that was a little weird because why does a I don't why does does a blind person need pictures of her friends sitting around? She can't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she can't see it, right? I mean, you can't fucking overthink this movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. It's got some holes. So, well, at this point, the the movie almost becomes a giallo uh, mm-hmm. because you get this unseen killer, and the the twist with the blind chick was well, it could have been it could have been good, um, but it, it it was pretty interesting. But now she was either really fucking brave or really fucking dumb <laughs> because I tell you, if I came home one day and I had suspicion all of a sudden that somebody was in my house mm-hmm. and then i see like the back door closing as they're leaving i'm not gonna fucking go out and chase and see who the fuck it is i always <laughs> chase i'm gonna fucking clock, lock the door and go figure out what the fuck they just took but <laughs> i i was literally i was in bed with uh my girlfriend that i lived with and um we lived in like a um a townhouse and that upstairs and downstairs mm-hmm. and it was fucking like three o'clock in the morning she goes oh my god she goes, I just fucking heard something downstairs. I was completely naked. I had a hatchet beside the bed. <laughs> I, I jumped out of bed naked with this Why? hatchet. Why did you have a hatchet? I always have a hatchet by the bed. <laughs> and uh, and I bound like the, where the, the steps are. I leaped. I don't think I touched one step from, from the top of the steps to the landing. <laughs> and then from the landing to the, to the, floor, the bottom floor. And I, 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 I was like relish that. God, I was I like, man, it, if you're in your here, mom. you're going to fucking die, and I'm going to fucking be naked. I hope it was your mom. <laughs> I'm gonna kill- no, it was the goddamn cat. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, why, why not? Fucking go out in a cool way. If you go out, you go out in a cool way. If you don't, man, nobody, and you fucking take care of business, yeah, I'd be even cooler. Instead of a hatchet, I thought about – I don't have one. But I thought about instead keeping like a, a kid's or like a T-ball, aluminum T-ball bat. Well, right now I have like a 12 gauge, a nine millimeter, a 45 automatic, a 38 fucking revolver. I got all kind of guns. Do you really? Yeah, man. 
I'm not interested in all that. Um, no, I'm not interested in them. I just, uh, it just, I want to be ready in case you know when the when the uh, race the apocalypse happened. Yeah, yeah, zombie apocalypse. Um, I have some guns. <laughs> There's. I don't a, have uh, a machine gun though. Like my friends have some machine guns and stuff. Like I mean, like they're they are gun fetishists. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't own I'm any kind of firearm. I own. I own. Uh, Do you want a gun? No, I'm good. I can get you. Uh, <laughs> I get you one really cheap. <laughs> um, the numbers filed up. Just get a hatchet, man. I'm telling you. No, I want the the aluminum baseball bat because that way, when you swing, the hatchet might get stuck in somebody. Yeah, but so, if it gets stuck where you want it to get stuck, they're well, not. What gonna, if it doesn't get stuck where you want it to get stuck? It would be great. Can you the, imagine some fucking naked, fucking hairy dude leaping out? It would scare the. I don't care who you were. If you had a gun, it would scare the shit out of you. What if he has a gun and you have a hatchet? I'd fucking bury it in his skull and go out. I, I would go out in a. Uh, he would fucking. It would just. Uh, I don't care. Nothing would stop me. No, you. He. He's downstairs stealing shit. You hear. Yeah, uh, he hears upstairs the floor squeak. He's like, uh-oh. Pulls out the gun, aim it for the stairs. Naked guy with hatchet comes oh, bounding down. Boom, done. Uh, see, you think like you, yeah. I you, think like a realist. Think like a hippie. You got to think <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk. Just fucking go berserk. Just don't, yeah. Okay, anyway. The, or you the, like turn into Buford Pusser. <laughs> the blind chick in this movie was, was that Tisa Farrow? Wrong with you. I don't know. I do sometimes. Anyway, she um ruined everything. She had a nice rack on her. <laughs> Didn't you think? Huh? The the blonde chick, she had a nice rack. Um, yeah, she wore like tight she she had she had some uh did I don't think she had a bra on. No, never wore a bra she with wore little tight, tight shirts sweaters. because they were they were hanging and they yeah. looked good. They had a nice hang to them. Nice 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 weight. Um nice weight. So we do find out that the the person <laughs> murdered um so the it's the same person, obviously. He's trying to get something out of this blind chick's apartment. She doesn't know exactly what. Um, but uh, we find she out that... She's a dumb blind person. She, she wasn't... How the hell? She got that goddamn cane, and she still almost fucking walks out a goddamn window. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a window. Well, no, like, when the cane's not hitting anything, would you keep walking forward? Well, and also... We, we, why wasn't this like roped off or something? It wasn't even a window. It was a fucking like under construction, like yeah. lack of railing. Did she, did she live in a goddamn fucking abandoned house? <laughs> or like a, a, a building that was being torn down? Plot holes. Uh, she, um. Canadians. They'll live anywhere. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They'll live anywhere. They're I great. love the French. Uh, so. Lots of Canadians. So we, f- we found out that the person clubbed in the alley was not. A chick. It was a dude dressed as a woman, and this adds another kind of interesting wrinkle to the yeah. story. Where, well, we get a we get a totally insensitive line from Stuart Whitman when he's like, it "Sounds like we might find something we might find in a fruit market, huh?" Yeah, but he he fucking that old bastard. He, he visits he fucking, the fruit market. Yeah, he got that. Some of them uh, fucking uh, well, they weren't transsexuals. I don't think they may have been. Yeah, I think they were just. I think they were transvestites. Just yeah, yeah. The but uh, um, some of them could fight. Yeah, I like. I thought that was funny. I and the, every time I've seen this, I'm sad that he didn't end up getting his ass kicked entirely because yeah. he was like he's kind of a jerk. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, like I was saying about his lines, he comes in, he'll say stuff like "shove your reputation." I'm looking for facts. It's just like blah, <laughs> vanilla line <laughs> delivery. Um. So yeah, he he goes into obviously 
if a transsexual or a, trans, uh, a transvestite has been murdered, you have to go to porn shops because that's where they all hang out. Now, yeah, all of them. Every, every one of them. And then you have to go to – That's where I see them and the glory hole. So uh, and you do get a nice shot of some dildos and stuff, which is kind of funny. I, yeah, posted, I, like I posted that on our group. But um, so he learns he's like, maybe, you know, who might have this person hung out with? And you're like, well, you might want to try the the three trannies that live up here. Uh, so instead of just going and knocking on the door, he comes in. He's like, yeah, what the fuck? And so there ends up being a big fight. And <laughs> did, did, a- did he even say he was a cop when he? No, went he didn't. He's yeah. like, I got to ask you something. And they're like, fuck there was you. a couple times he did that when he went to that to that uh, to that uh, what you call it the locker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he calls and he says, hey, I found this key, and I just wanted to know what locker it belonged to. Now, if he was a cop, why didn't he say, this is Lieutenant fucking Sa- Saito or whatever, Mr. Saito. I don't know what the fuck his name Saida. is. Uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, Inspector Saida. Uh, I found this – we found this key. We want to know where it's belongs to. He just says, hey, I, I'm calling because I found this key. So they just think it's some fucking guy who's trying to – found the key and trying to steal shit <laughs> you know it's like you dumb fuck i i dumb fuck with, it, with this it's 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 so weird like because i mean i overlook the elements of the story like that it's not good like that but the fucking weird shit thrown in here is what makes this movie for me um yeah. so yeah. he ends up in a big brawl with these three transvestites who are kind of half-dressed uh, mm-hmm. So they're like shirtless, but they have their like tight bell-bottom pants on and their and their wigs and makeup and stuff. <laughs> and he's getting his ass whipped. It's hilarious. And he so, almost gets killed. I know. I'm stuck. <laughs> I like how I like how his stunt double looks about twenty years old and has a curly wig. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I want but, my um, stunt double to be hot. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden, it it's like it's weird. He he busts in here. He throws a tranny through a window. He apparently sodomizes another one with a hot curling iron. Yeah, that was a little bit much. <laughs> and then, but all it takes is the, is the third one getting thrown in a pool for it to be like, fine, why don't you just say you're a cop? It's like all of a sudden, and this happens again too at the end of the car chase. It's yes, a really I was just going to say that. I was like, what the fuck? It's like all of a sudden, why, this guy, this why did you is- go through all that? I mean, okay, if you're going to go through all that, why would you? Why didn't you just at the beginning say, okay, what do you want? You know, here, I'll give you the information. It's so fun. We get a we get a Canadian football game complete with uh, a harsh looking bald headed cigar smoking midget. And I swear to God, now let me tell, <laughs> let me say this. I believe that that midget was this. There was okay. The the legend the the king of midget wrestlers uh-huh. was Sky Lolo, and Sky Lolo was a French Canadian um, um, wrestler. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, they, they called him the Luthez of Midgets. Now, his real name was Marcel Gautier. And I looked up, you know, to see in the filmography, okay, now, if that was him. But they don't have the names. He hmm. played like a – oh, shit. I don't remember the name they gave him. I, 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 I was going to look it up and I, if I thought – but they don't have all the names to all the characters. And I swear to God, that was, I mean, nobody else looked like him. That was, I, that was him. And especially since this was a French Canadian movie, I'm a hundred percent. It was. Him. And, and this, this is the kind, like I was saying with the random things, this person didn't need to be a midget at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, don't, well, they have, don't they have to run like 13 yards for a first down in Canadian football or something weird like that? <laughs> they don't know anything about that. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, but he serves no other purpose than just being a midget. Something to yeah, to, to double take at. I mean, like if it was just a dude, it would have made sense. But when you look at it, like, whoa, it's a bald midget smoking a cigar. Yeah. He could have but been then anybody. again, why not? That's what I that's what I like about this movie. Maybe the guy in real maybe there maybe this is a true story. <laughs> yeah. Real guy with the midget. Now uh, there's a, a bald man or chase a, through a, through Or a, as they uh, say on the Hammockus podcast, people McNuggets. <laughs> that's a shout out to Brent. Um there's a ch- like side of chase is a bald man through a train station and like I think the bald man he kind of looked like a cross between uh uh John Polito, the you know the, from all the Coen brothers movies. And uh, Seinfeld's Uncle Leo. Yes. <laughs> you know what? When you, I never could figure out when. Okay, now maybe it's just a thing. I don't know. Maybe Gallagher. He had a Gallagher thing. Yeah. When you're starting to lo- when you, now, not I'm not even talking about when you're starting to lose your hair. Even when you're starting to lose your hair, but when you're completely bald on top and you have the horseshoe bald pattern, don't fucking let your hair go real long on the sides. <laughs> that looks that that look that, that's like a what was his uh, uh, fucking. Um, George Eastman in the fucking when he ate his own guts. <laughs> yeah. Necrophag or I can't it? pronounce it, yeah. I always want to say necrophagus. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Now the uh the car chase that I alluded to a second ago. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this car chase. That was I I will say this. Okay, and then I'll let you continue because okay. I, I don't want to interrupt you. No, keep going. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, they talk about, like, the car chase and the French connection and the car chase <laughs> yeah. and bullet. Yeah. No, shit. This fucking car chase was fucking for, – for for the quality of this movie, Yeah, this fucking car chase was fucking out of fucking control. The, yeah, it this, was, this needs to be – in our circle, this, holy this shit. should be considered one of the greats. Uh, no, I, honest to God, I would put it up there because in, in a lot of the car chase movies that, like I said, like Bullet. Okay, now in French Connection, the cars did get mashed up some. This car chase, man, the cars <laughs> took a fucking pounding. <laughs> now, the, it's it's ridiculous in how choreographed it is. I mean, there's even a part Jesus where the two cars Christ. are like nose to nose and one's driving backwards like along. Uh, they're with each other. It's almost like a weird like metal ballet. Um, and the ballet of the two side by side going over those like San Francisco hills, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and they have all of a sudden the far, the fucking cars have like Blues Brothers physics because they fr- yeah. they're fucking made out of cardboard. They just fly in the air like they're they're almost fucking like th- there are so many times where they almost went like did a handstand and went all the way over, but they didn't. There's no like, regard for pedestrians or other drivers. Even or stunt and this guy's even not even wanted. All it's he's a fence. Yes, and, and that's and another. And he just thing. wants to ask him questions, but he's fucking risking hundreds of lives. Yes, he's like, oh my god! I was like, you know, <laughs> you get a motorcycle through an empty back, uh, box, <laughs> back uh, box stack, which is pretty funny. But then at the end, it's so weird because they fucking both end up flipping upside down, and he just walks up with his giant fucking magnum and knocks on the door, <laughs> and the guy's like. The, like, in the, but it's it's the same as the end of the transsexual fight yeah. or the tra- the transvestite fight where it's just like oh why didn't you say that's all you needed and they're like <laughs> hey, hey I wanted to ask you a question about this necklace oh yeah I saw it before <laughs> I don't know who okay. that is oh okay you can go now how my fucking car is completely demolished and I fucking have whiplash <laughs> it's upside right? down yeah those guys wouldn't have been able to walk. <laughs> And you know they didn't have seatbelts on. All that was missing from the ch- car chase was a, a, an exploding fruit stand. 
but Jesus maybe they either the maybe they just don't have good produce in Montreal. They didn't have any fruit in fucking uh, well, do, Canada at that they time. They do have fruit. No, market. no. Would have been even better is if the guy would have been like you know you have a hot dog cart in New York and shit. If a guy had a pancake cart and they had big like <laughs> steaming vats of maple syrup and they fucking smash. He turns it on the windshield wipers. You see fl- yeah. you see floppy pancakes like sliding <laughs> off the windshield. <laughs> One of them stuck under the windshield wiper, just going back and forth. I love Canada. Um, I swear to God, if things don't get any better down here, I'm fucking moving. So somebody better find me a job. <laughs> now, I did say, I, when I mentioned the picture, I said it makes for a nice effect in showing a reflected image of something going on. But does a completely blind woman really need framed photographs of her friends <laughs> in her house? But, yeah. um, no. It's not fun of the blind. We have some boundaries. Now, it, it may be. It, no, she was. Remember, remember, I did say I hated blind people, but <laughs> a few episodes ago. And, yeah. I, and I half hate Peter Falk. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, just uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> now, even though it was a kind of a half-assed uh, holding somebody at knife point, this might be the only movie in history that has had a person holding a baby. <laughs> yeah, at knife point. you know that that whole that whole <laughs> thing where the guy was just going from room to room. He'd have one person with the knife to the throat. Then he go. It's like okay, we're in a hospital. There's babies in there. Let's okay, we can use that. Now I'll go over here to this other thing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! I've laughed Come every on. time that I've seen that. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. funny. Yeah. So uh, we can get in your notes here. It's ridiculous. That is our my notes. No, here's my notes. Okay, now. Um, I just watched recently. Stuart Whitman was one of these guys. He was in a lot of fucking movies, yeah. And uh, like John Wayne, he was in Comancheros. He was in the one with Jim Brown and uh, Richard Boone, which was fucking awesome. Real conchos. I uh, love Richard Boone. Love Jim Brown. Love Stuart Whitman in that. But that's when he was young. Now in this one, he's not young. You know what's funny? I, the only Stuart Whitman movies I've ever seen are the ones where he's old like this. Yeah. I've seen I've seen some Mexican movie he's movies he's been in. There's one that's like an Indiana Jones ripoff. Well, when when he was young, I'm telling you what, this fucker was was a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. Now, like he's old in he's old in this one and he's he's that old age where your eyebrows start the hair on him starts growing really long <laughs> and I don't know why the fuck guys, okay, maybe they just get to, you know, he's probably drinking a lot or something. I just assume, you know, since he's a Hollywood guy back then he smoked and just drank all the time. But his eyebrows are really thick and bushy. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at pictures of him when he was young, like we did uh Sands of the Kalahari on Hamacus. This dude walked around and they were out in the desert, stranded in the desert. So he's walking around with nothing but a pair of cut off khaki shorts, no shirt, and a pair of like uh, combat boots. Mm-hmm. And the dude was built like a fucking brick shit house. Honest to God, he looked like Tarzan <laughs> or something. And uh, and then you and then when I when you said we were going to do this, one, I was like, oh yeah, Stuart Whitman, this would be cool. And then I was like, oh man, he looks like shit. <laughs> he looks like he's just like fuck. I gotta yeah, I'll do this goddamn job. Just give me the fucking lines. I can do them in my sleep, which just, is kind of how he did. Facts. It's like he's trying to be Dirty Harry because they had the Magnum, you know, the mm-hmm. big gun and everything. Mm-hmm. But he just he was just like tired, worn out, old fart. And Saxon. I don't know why the fuck. I mean, they could have had a chimp, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it would have probably been weird, you know, Stuart Whitman with the fucking. I would have liked it. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, or, or orangutan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right turn, Clyde. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> Poor Clyde. That yeah, that's uh, you brought me out when you told me about how the guy strangled him to death or it something. Was, but, Bryn, yeah, Bryn knew. Bryn had. Bryn strangled idea. Clyde. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think Bryn makes up some of this. <laughs> he shit. He was only three years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
Britain was only three years old when he strangled an orangutan. <laughs> he was a, no yeah. wonder he left Ireland. <laughs> motherfucker, you son of a bitch. Yeah, God, you, you motherfucker. So anyway, um, okay. First of all, the sister. <laughs> I don't know because I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to say nothing about that. Okay. But she was too damn young, and it didn't make. I mean, it was. It, it, the, 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 why did? Okay. It, why couldn't it be I don't his daughter? Say anything. Huh? Why couldn't it just yeah, be his daughter? It would have been better if it was his daughter because she was young enough to be like his granddaughter, probably. <laughs> so it's like my sister, and then, and she's like, uh, "Could you come help me? I need some help. Uh, I'm down in Montreal, and the and the pancakes are overflowing." And then he's like. I'll be right over, sis. What's the you chick's know? name in Rain Man that he, his girlfriend, uh, Tom Cruise's girlfriend in Rain Man? What was her name? Dustin Hoffman was in Rain Man. I don't yeah. know what her name was. What the hell's that got to do with anything? It, when you do that she accent, it made, me, it made yeah, me, think of, me think of her, yeah. I thought you were trying to throw me off. Valeria Galino. Yeah, malaria. Malaria. <laughs> malaria Galino. Yeah, it reminded me. Valeria? No, Valeria. V- oh, Valeria. V-A-L-A. V A L E R I A. I was going to say that'd be kind of shitty to name somebody after fucking disease. <laughs> Malaria. Mosquito spread. Maybe the disease is named after her. Yeah. Hot piece of ass. If she'd suck my blood, I'd probably get sick too. Yeah, I'm gay. So, anyway, um, Stuart Whitman doesn't. He walks through this like uh, he's just kind of on a, you know, hung over or whatever. Um, Elderly rampage. I wonder if it's supposed to be serious. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, I I can't think so with the stuff that they've thrown in there. Maybe, maybe because this is uh, this is directed by two people. Yeah. No, no, it no. Is, this is the Dave Martino. The other one was directed by two people. Okay, this wasn't directed. You can't even have that excuse. Written by two people. Say, so, it so it's directed, written by two. Maybe, maybe, maybe like the, you know, let's see, Vincenzo Menino. Maybe he had the part. You know, he's like, yeah, we need to do a giallo and and police procedural and blah blah blah. And then Gianfranco Clarisi was like, "Fuck that, we're gonna have fucking cars blowing up and and fucking a helicopter ch- chase and all kinds of shit." So I think the one thing that was missing from this movie was if I thought it would have been cool if Stuart Whitman would have had a sex scene with a really young chick, like like a twenty year old girl, <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like, "That's his his wife or something," you know, like um, the two fucking old Mexican dudes in that one movie. Yes, yeah. Like- <laughs> Yeah, like Seagal would always do that too, but um, I, I, they did have some hot chicks. That, like the, the one chick that was, um, was was it the one that was uh, what's his name, uh, Sal Bandini's wife? Uh, no, well, his, his she wife was screwing his hot. son. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who she was. That was that, that she was, was good confused. looking. She was, and she always wore little nighties and stuff. You could yeah, see her nips yeah. through everything. Yeah, and uh, so I like that. Maybe but that was th- Tisa Farrow. This was the know. strangest, the strangest. Um, like uh, they took they took. No, really, Tisa, Tisa Farrow is the blonde chick. Uh, the I blind think the movie chick. generally, if I would have watched this and it wouldn't have had all the the fucking like crazy ass, like I said that that car chase, I was like, holy fuck! This the car chase was something that Jake McLarge Huge would be like, dude, you've got to see this. This is fucking insane. That would be in like a fucking Asian movie, but this wasn't in an Asian movie, so he probably has never even seen it because he doesn't watch anything. He's like fucking <laughs> Tisa Farrow did have a nice rack. I just found a picture of her topless. What's your name? Tisa Farrow. She was Tisa. the blind chick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, was she blind in real life? 
No. No, she was well, that sucks. That's kind of bullshit, you know, that they don't use real blind people. You know, <laughs> they could use the work. I'm sure there's blind actors, don't you think? I, I, yeah, there are. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it, when I was watching the movie, there were parts of it where I was like, holy shit, man, this is fucking bad. But then now that I've watched it all the way through and I know that there's there's like – it's like, okay, if you had a chick, okay, and her face was just like, eh, and Sorry. You, you started her toes and, and her feet were kind of like, wow, God, she's kind of got like hammer toes or something like that. And then you start up and you say, well, she's got sort of nice calves. And then you get up and then you get to like her, her thighs are like, eh. but then you turn around and her ass is like spectacular. <laughs> and the sea is like made dripping gold juice. <laughs> that tastes and like then, peaches. And then you got a little, little bit of stretch marks here and there and everything. And, it, but I mean, it's like when it, it's like a Frankenstein monster movie. <laughs> yeah. Because there's parts of it that are just like, this is just, really shitty B-movie quality, C-movie quality, but then it's sandwiched in between stuff that's like, fuck. But then some of the C-movie stuff that might even be D-movie writing is fucking so bad that it's funny. So it's, it is. it is. It's like it's like they just – they took a bunch of shit and threw it in a blender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's about all I have to add. Stuart Whitman. Cool. We can get into our ratings here. Um, I actually, I enjoy this one more than the last one. The last one has a more realistic approach to violence and stuff like that. This one is a little silly. Um, like I said, this is a third. I say that a lot too. I say all right, and I say like I said a lot. Um, but say, let me tell you something, people. Let, let me let me let me speak on this. Let me tell you something, people. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that this movie is is that mismatched kind of stuff because if it was just the, the Whitman element of it, but it makes it memorable <laughs> having the silly stuff. That fart noise. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Uh, I give it a uh, third time I've seen it. Let's Ten. see. 10 out of 11. Um, let's see. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, this is, I mean, you know, what? Seven, uh, 7.5 is like a star movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's not well written. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Whitman's boring, but goddamn, it's fun. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Seven point five. Yeah. Mm. I don't know about no se- Hey, I don't know nothing. I don't know about no seven point <laughs> five. What the fuck wrong with you? Um, do it. God damn. You liked it better than the last one. <laughs> I, d- I don't think I did like it better. Than oh, 6.5? 6.25? Well, I was going to say 6. 6.5. Uh, 6.75 is what I was going to say. All right. Until you said something else, and then I thought and about you, that. And you liked Bloody Friday yeah. better, though? Yeah. Okay. That's uh, fair enough. I, I, mean, I thought Bloody Friday was a better movie. This was just a, an abortion that has uh, some good stuff. <laughs> I think like if you I went like and got a, your, your girlfriend got an abortion and you were sitting there, you're like, <laughs> but then inside you're like, <laughs> you know, she looks so funny laying there. And, oh, you know, oh, I thought you were going to go. So, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Like, yes, I finally, I'm, I, 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 you know, not she looks funny laying there. <laughs> I'm finally going to be a father. <laughs> 
Oh God, I could I was about to say something really inappropriate. So we'll just go on, move on from there. Seven point five and a six point seven five. Uh, let's come back and do feedback from Justin. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be right back. Line, sweet Jesus, one took over the line. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and smartphone apps. Social media marketing. Do you have questions? We have answers. I Can Has Podcast is the only social media marketing podcast that brings you the latest news, websites, apps, and helpful tips on social media and online marketing. Download it each week to stay up to date with what to do and how to do social media marketing. Visit us at ICanHasPodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at ICanHasPodcast. There, international bulletproof talent. Oh, no, no, no. You like all these groups. Mm-hmm. Music. You like music. I like music. The, the Jesus and Mary Chain. You know who likes that? Me. Mark Wilson likes that. That's the that's the show that is that that's fuck the, us over. Yeah, on. that's interfering with Torhound. Yeah. This might be a once in a lifetime chance to see them though. So. Hard to pass up. Maybe once in a lifetime to see young Captain Lou Albano from Hawaii and his mustache. <laughs> Please give him a pack of rubber bands when you see him. Because <laughs> by then, I'm telling you what, that fucker's going to be that long. God, I hope he keeps the mustache growing. Aaron, if you listen to the show, keep the mustache growing, buddy. Just have to stick with it. Stick with it. Don't do like Zom and shave off your little bike seat every every month. Keep it going. Yeah. You won't regret it. The only thing you'll regret is shaving it off. Yes. I have Especially night- when it gets thick. I have nightmares about shaving, like accidentally shaving a handlebar off. That's the last time I, I had it going good and I was I was heading down the bright path and I fucking trimmed. And uh, I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. I started yesterday. I told Aaron that I wasn't going to shave until, or not even until horror. I'm going to let it go so that by the time I get to Orion, when they take pictures, they won't get my big fat fleshy face <laughs> that's one good thing about a, a, a must a good mustache or a good goatee is if you start putting on some weight it does it makes you look less it tracks yeah yeah i've noticed if i keep like stubble i look mm-hmm. fucking extra fat so if i, clean, yeah, if yeah. I keep clean shaven with the mustache the middle of my face gets bigger so my chin doesn't look as fat yeah cool we got some feedback from our favorite cinemasochist here we go which one's that one i don't know it's the Cinemask, it's Justin Overalter. Oh, Mikey. And he did, in fact, follow along with 
so fucking good last week by watching High Bowling. And uh, it, was, it was all right. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> it was a lesser trucker movie, but I had some fun with it. I, I liked the, uh, the scene where Fonda had all the cars on the... Uh, the truck and now he was using them. I don't want to really spoil it. I can tell he um, hates Reed. Yeah, really much else to add. I like Jerry Reed rules. It was it was good. It was all right, you know. And uh, you didn't like it. You can tell. I don't know if I'm. You know, I guess I should hold up. Hold up. Let me pull up the lyrics. Maybe I should sing. Let, here we go again. Here I go again. Should I do it? Should I do it, okay? All right, do hold it. Up. Hold up. I gotta bring up the lyrics. Um, I guess while we do that, I should say I watched Rainbow Break, The Star Stealing. Yeah, that's right. Another movie for the movie in the other book. Please shoot me. All right, here we go. Here I go in white space. He gets cut off. Soon. You want me to sing the whole song? We'll just sing the whole song. All right, and here he is singing. <laughs> here I go again. All right, here we go. Sorry, I got cut off. I can't build up to this. Right. He doesn't sound like himself. Like dinner with Barack Obama. Are you sick? Are you feeling okay, Justy? But I sure know where I've been. Hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday. And I've made up my mind. <laughs> I ain't wasting no more time. But here I go again. I promise it gets better. Here I go again. <laughs> That's awesome. I keep searching for an answer. I think I spelled out wrong. <laughs> I never seem to find what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's like the guy at the gym oh, that has his headphones on. He's singing out loud. <laughs> strength to carry on. Well, I'm exhausted. So I really don't. Because I know what it means. To walk along the lonely street streets. <laughs> and here I go dead on my own. There we go. Call it in the silver and gold with another terrible karaoke song. Its song is five by five for it fucking sucks. <laughs> I keep watching shady movies because I'm a cinematic kid. <laughs> now it doesn't even rhyme. Come on. I ain't wasting no more time. <laughs> I'm just another heart in need of rescue because I just watched Rainbow Brett and the Stuff Dealer. Wait on love, sweet charity. Give me good movies to watch. And I'm gonna hold on to my days. Because I know what it means. Fuck oh. <laughs> along the lonely streets of dreams. <laughs> Here I go again on my own. Call <laughs> it into selling gold once again. <laughs> Just uh, I was born to walk alone because I watched Rainbow Brent and the Sausty Love. I ain't never made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more ain't time. Ain't wasting Yeah. This guy really doesn't know how to spell on YouTube. But here I go again, mocking the guy again. Going into Silver Note again. I'm I just fucked up the lyrics. Ah. The tune of the song is all messed. I'm just going to stop because I'm not going to win this tournament, but I may be the only entrant. So I'll take them all, and I'll take up 
2022 anal douches if you want to send us me down. And you know what? Oh. All of you, you should feel honored. If he, <laughs> he isn't going to send you to the main douches, he said. But if he were, that is an honor. Because 22 anal douches. Coming right the same gift that the Cinemascus has. Yeah, you guys don't want anal douches. I don't know what to do with them. And, uh, well, the only thing you can do with them, I don't think you really want to. Right, after I ate that chili. <laughs> Justin has rocketed to first place. I don't know. I'm not even sure about that. <laughs> he might have rocketed to, I don't know. Dude, man, come on. Fuck a duck. <laughs> you know what he thought? He, he's like, okay, oh, my God. A fucking blackjack movie poster, a blackjack DVD, and fucking, uh, what, is it? what the hell is that movie called? Goliath on DVD? <laughs> if I just fucking put in anything... No effort whatsoever went into that. No production <laughs> values. No effort. I mean, there was no effort. He might get disqualified just for a fucking piss poor effort. <laughs> Did you not think that that was pretty fucking piss poor effort? <laughs> I'm going to remain uh, uh, Sweden Fuck on this a one. duck, man. <laughs> the last time when we did Danny Boy, Jesus Christ, we were getting like fucking overproduced violins and I don't know what, man, crescendos and operatic, you know, whatever, interpretations. Hmm. Cinemasochist. Ugh. And you know he hated highballing because it was fucking not an F plus movie. <laughs> yeah. You could tell, I could yeah. tell he was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. Nah, boo, boo. I mean, it, it wasn't shown on Lifetime. It wasn't bad. Boo, nah. We love Justin. He's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for the show today. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's it for feedback. Um, thanks, Justin, for calling that in. I know you knew we were going to give you a hard time regardless. So, uh, Good on you for having some having some sack. Showing the showing the listeners what's up, Daddy. You know what this? You know what his his entry was like. You know, okay, it's like when you have a um, a um, wet t shirt contest or something like that in a bar, mm-hmm. and you know everybody's kind of like nobody wants to get up there or whatever, and so they're giving away a hundred dollars, and this big sloppy, you know. <laughs> Four titted sow gets up there and fucking just and, and everybody's like, oh, at least she had some. At least she tried. Me, me. No, it's not at least she tried. Look how brave she is. Look how brave she is. Uh, I think if I get drink some drinks in her, I might take her and fuck him. Gee, <laughs> fuck <Well>. you. <laughs> so next week, you you fucking let me. You gotta fucking give it some more effort. Maybe he don't, will, but- we don't we don't settle for fucking uh my dad never settled for shit like that. Justin, I, you should send us an MP3. I fucking whip Justin with a belt right now if he was here. <laughs> Just like my daddy did back in the but the son of a plumber digging ditches in Austin, Texas, baby. Living in a alley dining on pork and beans and <laughs> flying in Leah Jeff, dining with kings and queens, baby. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Let's end this. Uh, it's four o'clock. I just looked at the, oh Jesus! I just looked at the picture of Estelle Parsons on IMDb, and she's kissing an Oscar. But it just made me think of a dick. <laughs> it's Estelle Parsons. I don't know. She played Blanche in the movie we're reviewing next week. Um, oh yeah, Blanche Barrow. Um, so 
Next week we're doing a what do we call it a chicks dicks and burning burnt rubbers <laughs> burning rubbers uh, yeah. double feature. Uh, we're gonna do um, this is a film that was championed by Zom early on in our show, and I believe the uh, the lovely Rach on film digs it as well. This is Safari three thousand from nineteen eighty two. Uh, this is if a they ever did another show. I don't even want to go there either. Man, I'm just ending this show pissed. <laughs> uh, this has David Carradine and Stockard Channing and Christopher <laughs> Lee uh, in, a, in an African road movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Safari 3000. And we're going to do uh, one you might have heard of, one that I might not have seen, Bonnie and Clyde from 1967. Uh, Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, Michael Pollard. Michael Pollard. Did he still look weird then? I know he did because yeah. he fucking was in... Like a this is the second time he'll be on our show, too. Was he in? He was in that uh, Tomas Milian movie we watched, The Western. Oh, yeah. Or The Apocalypse. Yeah. 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 And Gene Hackman. Nice. So, uh, and Denver Pyle, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Wait, isn't Denver Pyle in Safari 3000? No. I thought you told me he was. No, it's Christopher Lee. He's okay. in... No. I thought, no, Denver Pyle is not Christopher Lee. I know. I thought when you sent you sent me a message saying saying Uncle Jesse, I thought you were talking about Safari Three Thousand. I was like, cool. Maybe we'll have to do a double a Denver Pyle double feature, a anyway, double pile, a double Gomer pile. pile. We could do a Gomer Pile. Gene Wilder. Thanks, Shit, this movie's full. Uh, Fuck so yeah, it is. Bonnie and Clyde and Safari Three Thousand. Next week, motherfuckers, sons of bitches. You motherfucking Justin, you son, son of a bitch. You make a mockery of the fucking contest, you motherfucker. You kill the contest. You son of a bitch. You fucking contest. Coming back with a vengeance this week. Um, so you can always send us feedback and half-ass half karaoke entries to 206-339-1600. We don't like half-ass. We like the whole ass. We like the whole ass. Both right butt on cheeks with a big brown hole right in the middle. And we like uh, and we like That's you to mama's s- fart hole. <laughs> send us emails. Uh, Silva, uh, what, ah. is our, what is our email? Silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Find yeah. us on silvaandgold.com or our Facebook group or on iTunes. Our Facebook group is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold. Slash groups. We need some more members. Somebody join. Come on. It's not that. It's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. You it like it. fun. Yeah, whatever. Fuck these people. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for us this week. Dom, do you have anything else? Nope. 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 Time to go eat shit. Go to work. Yep. Fuck my life. just said it. <laughs> we love you all. No, we don't. We tolerate you all. Nope. Nope. We thank you for listening. Nope. Okay, fuck it. We're out. Bye. Loaf. Oot. Zamut. Oot. Oot. Oot.